Why, hello, and welcome to session five of Murmurs at the Abyss in Call of Cthulhu, seventh edition. I am your keeper, Stu, and to my left is the player. Hello, I am Kimmy, and I am playing Doris Daniels. I am an adventurer, world traveler, uh, popular kind of pulp figure, and yeah, I'm good at shooting things and climbing. If I were a more smart-assy character, by the way, I'm Jim, and I'm playing uh, Isidore Holtzman, mm-hmm. I would call you Dee Dee. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not jokey like that, so he won't. Um, but I am your uh, going-slowly-insane archaeologist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really a shame. Yeah. Just losing his <laughs> left and right. It's awesome. The slippery slope. Uh, and I'm Kadave, and I'm playing Dr. Edward Friedman, uh, psychiatrist and slightly more sane guy. For now. For now. Hi, I am Pooja, and I'm playing Camilla Greenwald. I am a librarian who is um, holding on to that sanity by hook or by crook. Mm -hmm. All right. Does anyone... uh, I I wrote down some notes about what happened last time. Does anyone want to kind of synopsisize what happened, or... uh? It sounds like you just volunteered. Mm -hmm. I can do it if you want. (laughs) I do want. Uh, But this, this is like how I write notes. Parties find bees in their car. Talks with Agent Hoover about cult. <laughs> find Carruther Honey Farm bee box. Go there. Planted with fake evidence, framing the party. Find the rest of the. Maybe you could like make it a little more nervous. <laughs> <I'm saying laughs> These are my notes. This is how I come up with it. I, I didn't think that you'd ever be like lacking in improvisational ability. There, Stu. <laughs> oh, dang. No, no. This is like the, the after the, the right after the game. I just. It's like, here's the here's the, the things that happened. Um, so, yeah, there were a bunch of dead bodies in that barn. Right. So many dead bodies. And there were five of them, I think? Um, there were a bunch of dead bodies in the barn. There, s- there were five. Yeah. yeah, five. And then there were the journals were from Drake Lambert and Stephen, Samuel Campbell. I keep trying to call him Stephen Campbell. Um, and Terrence Sharp. And they were framing us stalking and murdering them except each journal only had like two to three entries so mm-hmm. I feel like it was more of like a power play than it was an actual attempt to frame us yeah, very, very hasty mm. yeah. yeah, but it didn't matter because then the bodies came back to the animation Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to. Say, I, w- I want to say back to life, but like there was not life there. No. Yeah, reanimated is a damn good term for that. Yeah, um, the and and they that. tried to you know kill us. Mm-hmm. Doris blew the arm off of one and is still coming at us. Yes. yes. Yeah. So yeah, it was a check well, your trousers moment. Yeah, and they had like 
their throats were slit. Like they were very, very, very dead. They yeah. were super duper dead. Super dead. Well, I believe that our medical except doctor with the movement thing. Right, they were not mostly dead. They were, they I were checked dead. all of them and they were dead. Right. But then yes. they got up, so maybe I was in a rush and I made a mistake. Right. I don't know. That's like, the obvious explanation here. Slit throats. Clearly, I made a mistake. Right, I'm telling you, it's got to be that voodoo drug they use in in, the, in Haiti. I mean, maybe it was, maybe it was like a, a mass hallucination. Um, that would explain why when you shot them, they didn't fall down. Nope, can't shoot hallucinations. I've seen dead people; they were dead people and moving. Weirdness. So you, um, you guys eventually got in the car and ran away. Well, and before didn't we that, run over the one of them? Before that, we did burn down the barn. This too. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. you threw the. Lantern at the barn because I can hit and the broadside <laughs> of a barn. <laughs> and did you also light one of the zombies on fire? The cow kicked it over and kicked I did. Somebody did. Somebody. I remember somebody did. Hot town, I emptied my lighter, my lit lighter, That's open, right. and then threw the lit bit down and lit the dude on fire. It's like I don't care. I like fire. Screw you. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna run away now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and All then while I was trying to start the car. Yeah. And then when you guys got the car going, you started going back towards Ravenhurst, and then you decided to turn around and take an alternate route and head back. I love the moment of that realization where we discovered that our rental car had to be cranked. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, in the middle of this month. Yeah, we realized that if we went to Ravenhurst, that would basically be, like, putting us on this road at night in the middle of wit. Like, it would help in the framing of us. Yes. So we were like, well, we should probably head back to New York and find a place to say we've been all night so they can't even place us on this road. Okay. And so we decided um, that we would take the... Uh, we would take refuge in the... Uh, at the time we said the Cotton Club, but then upon further research, the Sugar Cane Club. Yes. <laughs> which is not a heavily segregated run by... The white mob location right. at the time. Yeah, which we and learned after looking at the Cotton Club this week. And also, the Cotton Club mostly was was black tie. Mm-hmm. This is true. The so Cotton you Club, really, the Cotton you Club and your was also clothes. really, really high end. Yes, I specifically said that I was going to have to change. <laughs> <laughs> Were you ready for black tie? Are you oh, that thoroughly packed? Sam's Grand Slams. Are you ready for white tie? Oh no! Okay. Privilege of all ties. Um, we, but yeah, I have friends at the uh, Sugar Cane Club okay. who can, you know, cover for us to the pigs mm-hmm. and harbor us for a little bit while we figure shit out. Excellent. Okay, so you guys head there, and uh, it's probably late at night at this point. It's probably. Midnightish, I'm gonna guess, because it was nighttime when you guys arrived. Yeah, by the time we get back to the city, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Yeah, we'll say it's mid- like maybe midnight, one o'clock. Place is still open. Yeah, but the, probably the evening is probably winding down. And uh, I left myself notes somewhere. I can't find them now. Oh well, because I sat and figured out who, what, what, what big band leaders. Were, were active in that era. Go fun. And... Uh, I think that's actually been one of the coolest things about this game. Like, even though we've been really clear that we're not playing 100% period accurate, it's been fun to, like, I don't know, research things. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. I started watching that Netflix documentary about Prohibition. Oh, yeah, like, I watched that in prep for the game, yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> I started watching it. It's very fascinating. 
80 bottles of whiskey a yeah. year. That's a lot of whiskey. There was a serious drinking problem. Like, I I mean, we tend to look back on it. I'm stalling, so you can look up this thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, <laughs> I don't but, know where it is. Yeah, but, like, we, I don't know. Looking back, we tend to be like, oh, it's just like this, like, stuffy people. Puritanical yeah. bullshit. But it's actually, like, right before the Civil War, like, the average American un- over the age of 15 drank, I think it was, it was over, it was like 88 bottles of whiskey a year. Because we'd been this agrarian society where people had beer with like breakfast and lunch and things like that, but then they switched once hard alcohol started becoming available. They just switched, not thinking about the drastic difference in alcohol content. Well, uh, the thing is that the alcohol problem was a huge problem, and mm-hmm. it was a huge problem for women. Yeah, uh, and they were like at the forefront of chain- making those changes. And actually, surprisingly, even people like Zapata, who was mm-hmm. the revolutionary leader in Mexico at that time, mm-hmm. not a drinker, and actually forced all his men to not drink because he was afraid of how alcohol would have a- an effect on yeah. his country yeah. and break everything down. So yeah, it was a big problem. It was like, and and people were doing heroin like crazy, like it wasn't. So it, yeah. it's like a reversal of things here. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, the the there's the guest the guest singer from Baltimore is a very young Cab Calloway. Oh snaps! Yes. Mm-hmm. So playing with the house band, mm-hmm. but he, he he's come down from from Baltimore for the okay. to do a to do a show because people he's he's starting to make a noise. Oh. All right, I think I really loved his Minnie the Moocher. Yeah, Minnie. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he in Blues Brothers? Wasn't he Cat? Yeah, was he did he sing in Blues Brothers. Yeah, that was right. yeah, that was him. That was like one of his last things that he did. Amazing. All right. So, um, do you, you know someone here? I do. Okay. I have a couple of friends here because this is my, you know, I spent a good number of nights here um, while I was getting through my. Uh, Librarian training made a few extra dollars. Okay, all right. Working as cigars, a cigars, <coughs> working uh, to help maintain their books. Okay, excellent. So you uh, come here. You're basically coming here to hide, take refuge, I assume. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, regroup, mm-hmm. clean up a little. The, give me the name of one of the people that you know here. Like you're, who would see you and go, oh, hey, it's you. Or you want me to just come up with a name? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for those who are watching this on audio, her face is just fantastic. Don't make me do this. Give me the name man. of somebody. Would you like me to just do it? The name of someone. 20, yes. minutes, 20 minutes later. I've come up with a name. <laughs> Sophia Edwards. And this is the I took the name of the club just fell out of my head again. Sugar, Sugar King. King Sugar King Club. Okay. So what do you want to ask of her? Um Sophia, there are I need um my friends and I have, have run into some trouble and we need some place to stay for the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you have some extra rooms in the back. If you don't mind. Sure. Just Absolutely. Thank you so Anything much, Anything else I can help with? Any? If, if someone were to ask, just say um, we've been here all evening. Okay. I can do that. Thank you so much. 
Mm-hmm. <coughs> so she's got a couple rooms in the back where people who are who are uh, coming coming to perform and they need to stay overnight because they don't want to, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'd like to dodge that uh, that arson. Uh. <laughs> Possible murder case. Yeah, the multiple murder. Trying to arson. dodge a case. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, uh, how did you leave for the people at the garage to give you word when your car was finished? Probably left them my information for the plaza. Okay. Because right. at the time when I left the car, I wasn't intending to leave the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. We were just going to go investigate <coughs> so, and come back. Yeah. So uneventfully. So you're, you're, you still have a room there? We'll yeah, assume. Sure. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay, is there anything any, anyone want to do during the evening? I'll probably get changed and then... <laughs> I would imagine the club's going to be open for a while longer. Oh, probably. I don't know. In this, I have no idea. Does During anyone prohibition? remember if we took the journals with us? You, you, I think you specifically yeah, said you, you were did. taking them. Okay, good. Because we looked. That's at what you? I remember. Yeah. I think. It was, I think you said specifically said you were taking them. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So yeah. Well, however long it is, I want to be at least seen here a little bit. So I'm going to change in okay. the rooms they've given us, and then go out there and. Start just enjoying myself. Mingling, glad adding, dancing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm still sort of feeling the after effects of what we've been through. So I'm sort of sitting in the back and I just purchased myself a bottle of something. And okay. I'm working through it. All right. <laughs> Not much of a drinker, but tonight I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd probably go to sleep. Like, I think, like, as a stress reaction, it's the like, yeah. What the hell is what? What is happening? Mm-hmm. <coughs> I'm gonna go to sleep, and tomorrow it's all gonna be fine. I'm just trying to get myself woozy, so I'm, I'm not like riddled with nightmares. Mm-hmm. Probably will be anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna study the journals some more. Okay. I'm gonna comb through them and see if there's anything else I can figure out, like any other clues to who might have written them, since we are now at we're quickly running out of members <coughs> of this. <coughs> We're quickly running out of members of this group t- who are still alive. Mm-hmm. Like, so. Yeah. Make a spot hidden roll. Bum, bum, bum. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, or li- no, a library use. Yeah, that's probably been. <laughs> Ask our library. It's a nine. No. Regardless okay. of what it is, she does it. Uh, the like a man. You can tell the ink on the on the entries because some of them will have like three or four entries, but that none of none of them are like a almost full journal. There was never obviously. Whenever they came up with this plan, there was never enough time to actually sit down and write that much. Mm-hmm. But it looks like it was all written at the same time. When you look at the handwriting and the ink being used and how dry the ink is, all of that kind of stuff. This thing, the, it's some, someone sat down and over the course of 15 or 20 minutes wrote three or four journal entries all at once. So they were all written at the same time. Mm-hmm. And in some haste. Mm. 
Um, and then anything else I can tell, like uh, handwriting wise or anything. Well, there each one is written by a different person. themselves before the gruesome act? We didn't see a knife there. Did someone else kill them all and but willingly on their parts? <coughs> hmm. We have okay, so this was Samuel Campbell, Terence Sharp, and Drake Lambert. So Abigail Amherst is dead, Samuel Campbell is dead, Terrence Sharp is dead, Drake Lambert is dead. So that leaves us Graham Stone, Mary Duncan, Pierce Murray. But one of those people was most likely either Pierce Murray or Graham Stone was most likely the body that we found stretched across the river. You've got um, hmm. yeah. You have yeah, you have one person that was stretched over the river. Uh, you have uh, one person well, you have Hector Barajas who was found in New York with yellow fever. But Hector dead. Barajas was not part was of the not part of the party. Right. He was not part of the party of seven. Mm-hmm. He uh, um but Abigail Amherst, we found mm-hmm. we found someone's hand, but there was no indication that that person was actually dead. Mm-hmm. But I specifically asked if any of the bodies in the in the barn had one hand, and, missing, they, and, and they didn't. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, so, but the body stretched across the river could have been either Pierce Murray or uh, Graham Stone, mm-hmm. and then either Pierce Murray or Graham Stone, depending on which one of them was the body stretched across the river, is missing a hand. Maybe. Possibly, unless they used someone else, but seven people (coughs) went down there and seven people came back, so... Not only that, but we've already seen that they have no problem sacrificing members of their own, Mm -hmm. so it'd be logical to assume that, yeah, the hand And then we don't know anything about Mary Duncan except that she doesn't live in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. I'm deeply disturbed. We'll (laughs) stay up to wee hours pondering this. I'll stumble back in whenever the club is closed. Yeah, probably, I would imagine two or three or something like that. I mean, the reason clubs close at two o'clock here is because you're not allowed to serve serve alcohol after two o'clock here. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have to, if you're not serving any alcohol, I have no idea. So, maybe out of habit, they close at two. Didn't clubs close at like four back then? I mean, no idea. I mean, or am no. I just bringing my New Orleans and everything? Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. We'll just we'll, we'll split the difference. It'll be three a.m. Three a.m. <laughs> the place shuts down. Okay. So uh, coming in, uh, uh, are you still working on that? I can't let it go. It's. I mean now. 
despite the fact that we don't believe that that they we didn't c- go out searching for this we're now in it and we're in it enough that they wanted to frame us for murder well they got some secrets that they want to keep that's for sure so <coughs> though i must say this latest atrocity they're quickly running out of members well, they're running out of members that we know of. There's who knows how many. I mean, and we. That's its own disturbing thought. We're just basing it off that one group that was stayed at that hotel. But we haven't seen any evidence of other names. Nothing else has come up yet. Maybe what? there'll be something from. Abigail's bow. I mean, True. He was here, and he wasn't part of that seven originally. So. so, was he just a victim of a test case as they were perfecting their methods? I don't know. I'm. I'm going to say I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of three sheets and crawling into somewhere to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, which is why I'm not taking active part in this conversation. Yeah. Well, technically, I think we're in different rooms. Yeah. Like, did the, you know, ladies yeah. certain, yeah. like, split off to the men split off. Absolutely. Like, but, Doris, as much as I'm disturbed by all this, I'm a little intrigued as well. How, how are they doing all this? Uh, it takes some, a mighty amount of planning, that's for sure. I am both impressed and disgusted by what we found, truth be told. It takes a great deal of knowledge of many strange things. I'm starting to wonder if we should start looking at these, instead of looking at these people, most of whom are now dead, if we should start looking a bit around them, like maybe following up with this bow of hers or other people in their lives to see if there are more people who may not be dead yet who might know something about it. Or seeing if there's someone who was in the group and defected or left, or seeing if we can find someone they tried to recruit at one point and turn them down. I don't know. It might be our best chance of getting answers. I've seen... Someone must have known them. Someone must have been close to them before or during all of this trial and error. You're right. Yeah. And... I think our best chance for information is going to find someone who (coughs) was never deep into this group. I think, I mean, especially after what we've seen, they're willing to die for this cause. If we find someone who's in as deep as these these people were, they probably won't talk to us anyway. True. Well, thank you. That does reassure me. Having a plan is comforting somehow, even if nebulous. Indeed. Now I am going to get some sleep. Okay. Crawl in a bit. Next morning. Oh. <laughs> Did you you stayed at the club? Yeah. Okay. Right. I would have stayed with everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rather than be like, oh, it's three o'clock in the morning. Time for me to get back to the Plaza Hotel across town by mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just, uh, I crawl out. 
very unhappy. And I try to wash up and make myself presentable. And uh, when I do come out with the rest of the group, I, I look a little sheepish at being this hungover. <laughs> Are you quite all right, Doctor? In an attempt to uh, calm my agitated nerves, I believe I imbibe too greatly, seeing as to a, I am completely unaccustomed to it. I think that I have negative after effects, but some water and some time will do me well. Might want to try a little bit of hair of the dog, too. Never hurt nobody. Uh, thought of it makes me nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably got something for that. I'm willing to take the good doctor's recommendation because right now I feel like murder. Let's see what I have. It's okay. Pro- <laughs> it's probably a <laughs> no, it's just like it's probably here. something with cocaine in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have, this have some laudanum, yeah. yeah. Oh. I seem to have forgotten that I left my medical <laughs> bag in the car. What did you how how bad did you roll? Eighty four. Oh, yeah. not that bad. That's fine. <clears throat> That's fine. <laughs> just me sitting there with a <coughs> pitcher of water, just sort of rubbing my temples. I think I'm actually going to change into like uh, an outfit that I would have gone out to a club last night in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to borrow some of your bottle of whatever alcohol you chose and splash a little. Yeah. Okay. On myself. Mm-hmm. So that when I return to the hotel, it looks like I just had a. Evening. Oh, right. there you go. <laughs> I feel Way like splashing yourself with booze is so <laughs> just extra. <laughs> that like, that little so thumb over the bottle just... Yeah, just a little <laughs> cologne alcohol. Some air. <laughs> 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 That's what my cologne mostly is anyway. Yeah. Doris doesn't need to do that this morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she came by hers honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you hung out there, you smell like cigarettes and booze. Yeah. <clears throat> um, can, can I make an occult test? To find establishments that cater to people like bookstores or sure. curiosity stores that cater to people that mm-hmm. do this kind of stuff. Maybe listing some names, you might be able to find some leads. That's a good idea. Yeah. 28. So, yeah, nice. that's a total. Oh, yes. yeah. My occult is 55. So, excellent. Okay. And I already have a check mark next to it. Dang it. Right. Don't forget to do that, guys, when you make a successful test. Make sure you I know. check the box. Yeah, I keep looking and like, how am I going to work that skill in? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, hmm. That is the thing about the system is if you have a little people going, uh, I'm just going to throw a knife at him. Why? Because. <laughs> oh, okay. Reasons. Reasons. Metagaming reasons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> now, you recall... <clears throat> Not actually very far away from the part of town where uh, Abigail Amherst's apartment was, uh, there is a, 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 a bookstore called Morgan's Rare Books, which has an occult section that's fairly extensive. Um, I tell you about this. Morgan's Rare Morgan's Books. Morgan's Rare Books. Uh, I, the, it is, by all intents and purposes, a normal bookstore, but their occult section is um, very well stocked. Uh, especially for this part of the country. Much of this stuff hasn't really reached the new world, I would think. I mean, it 
potatoes. worth following up on, especially with the, uh, well, we know the symbol and, and possibly they'll have seen some other people come in with the, uh, with the symbol themselves. Do you know anyone there or, um, would I know somebody there or how good was your role? I I mean, I made it by 50%. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know the owner. Yeah. I I know the owner. David Morgan. David Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, whom I have done conducted some business uh, purchasing some books for the library at at the university, um. and every and every edition is quite appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> My dear, there is very little I believe in more than the power of books. Have you ever considered going into graduate work? Hmm, it's I a thought. Uh, my choices had been rather limited. Maybe if you had a sponsor amongst the faculty, <coughs> I would hate. Your mind is quite sharp, and I believe that it could be put to uh, greater use. Although you are a fine librarian, and uh, I do not disregard that in any way. I'm just saying, uh, I would love to have a research fellow of your caliber in my department. Oh, you're too kind, Isidore. But uh, and well, I make sure that the rest of the group knows of that too, uh, and. I can go over there and just with that list of names and maybe some descriptions, maybe a description of the sign. Maybe they frequented that place, and we might be able to find out some other known associates, associates mm-hmm. that they might have. Yeah, and that plays right into what Doris suggested to me yesterday. Hmm. We find someone who may have been tangentially related to the group. They may have more information and be more willing to talk to us, without then, you know. Attempting to kill us. If we are willing to entertain the idea that what we saw at the uh, what was it farm or was it uh, mm-hmm. bee beekeeping no, place at the brothers was indeed actually what we saw, and there may be something to happening here that may be beyond our ability to explain through science. There may be a lead there as to what they did. If there's any place in this city that I know of where they would have been able to research information to find something this disturbing, that would be the place. Or at least be able to point us in the right direction. Or at least maybe we might be able to find those missing volumes of the, the of that author, the, the monk. I can't quite remember his name. Thomas of Bath. Thomas of mm-hmm. Bath. They, they, might, they may actually have something like that. True. And it's... If they're intent on spreading spreading plagues, then we, I feel like, are just duty bound to stop them from that. There's nothing that, I mean, there's an immense, immense amount of suffering they've caused already. I, I, I just can't be allowed to stand. I don't believe there's anything more noble than to live in service to others. And um, although I would like to leave this in the FBI's capable hands uh, I do not un- I do not know if they're willing to take these things as seriously as we are uh, 
and at the very least you might be able to find more information that may lead them in the right direction. Doris nods like she's like willing, yeah, helping people and she's just thinking about discovering new things and getting credit for finding new things. Yeah. Thinking That's about that skull. I, I think that even if <laughs> even at this point if we chose to try and abandon this endeavor We're in it and now. go home the they know enough about a disturbing amount about us. Well, their, eye are, their eyes are upon us. And whoever this, if they're basically just tools in, in a larger scheme, we are definitely been identified as persons of interest to them. So I don't think that we're going to simply extricate ourselves from this by walking away. Agreed. Mm. I'm going to take Sophia aside and just say... Um, there are some, I don't know quite how, but we seem to have gotten caught up in some strange business. If you see anyone with this mark, and I show her like (coughs) a sketch of the, you know, question mark coming out of a jar. Right. uh, Tell them nothing. Act as ignorant as you can. I don't want any ill to be to befall you or the club, um, but I'm I'm very worried. Maybe you should pull up stakes. I've thought about it, but it's not just me in this, and we have no idea how far their reach is, except that they even up to England. Hmm. And I don't know how how much I can we can travel before we find out what we're dealing with. Did you have family in, in, in Europe? In France, yes. My father, my half-brother. And although they've been very kind, they're slightly distant. And I would hate to bring this kind of trouble to their doorstep. Unless it's a last resort. Well, that's kind of what family's for. True. I'll think on it. And thank you so much for your help last night. Mm-hmm. Of course. I think if you're going to investigate this rare book angle, I think I'm going to see about figuring out the any if there's any information about the fire at the... Yonkers Asylum <coughs> that started the whole doc, uh, Robert Trask journeying up to Ravenhurst. Right, that was in that. like 1912. Yeah, so you're gonna a decade go, ago. go to like archives, go to library or something like that, and go to the archives. Right, yeah. Or a newspaper morgue. I am gonna want to clean up and get into a fresh set of clothes before going there because I don't want to smell like a bar walking into a bookstore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's very embarrassed. <laughs> He's just so embarrassed. <laughs> okay. So you, you guys are... He- who's heading where? Uh, do you mind if I use your hotel room to freshen up a bit? I just no, absolutely. That's space. where I'm headed. <coughs> okay. Then I will go over with him to the hotel. I'm going to freshen up at the club. Okay. I, I, I'm fine. I'm <laughs> great. <laughs> just, I just want a fresh change of clothes. So. Has your newspaper contact... He was in the city, correct? My publisher? 
My book publisher? I thought you had spoken to a journalist about uh, about your find. Oh, yes, Am I, I did. Am I incorrect? No, I had. Uh, yes, he's, he would be in the city, I suppose. Um, I wonder if he's heard of any of these strange goings on. Maybe he would have some information as well. I mean, I'm, I'm reaching now, but... Uh, might be possible. Uh, reaching out to the pa- to the press is not a terrible idea. Um, I feel like we should perhaps not be alone right now, though. So if we pair off and we visit the bookstore and um, you wanted to research the... Yeah, the yeah. asylum fire. The asylum. Though uh, you could... The newspaper office would have old copies. Yeah, yeah they're historical in the, records. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so. They call it the morgue. Mm. Well, there you go. The newspaper morgue that he was talking about is at the Got newspaper. It. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Guess which one of us has a degree in journalism. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, then, yeah, perhaps I will go... Um, with the doctor and see what I can find while he's looking into the, the fire. I, I, I feel like the connection with Trask and then with the, the, the uh, Thomas of Bath's writings and back to England with Trask after he was in our care and all that, I feel like it's got to connect in here. With this group, so well, if you'd like, like to accompany me to the bookstore, I can think of no one better to search a bookstore mm-hmm. with. <laughs> yes, I will be happy to go with you. Okay. I do always like to um, expand my contacts in the dealers. I'd be happy to introduce you. So you okay. got you, you two are going to the. We're going to the bookstore. They're going bookstore? to the uh, the, the, l- the newspaper morgue. morgue. Okay. <laughs> the newspaper morgue. Okay. <laughs> the morgue for paper. Yeah, for <laughs> paper. <laughs> okay. Um, so we'll, we'll go start with the bookstore first. Now you, you go back to your hotel. Yes, to, he freshens up. Yeah, I do as well. Um, they they inform you that the that the car has come back from the cleaner. If you would like to inspect it, and see oh. if it meets with your approval. So Fantastic. Now. <laughs> yes. So now we have a rental car and uh, my car, so we can go two different directions. Yeah. Okay. Do you drive? What does that take? Let's see, drive. Drive auto. Drive auto. Drive auto. I thought you no, I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have I mean, you have it at 20. I have it at 20. Like I don't feel like I'm going to go like Duke's <laughs> a hazard on it. Because I, I wouldn't drive. That's not a thing. 20, I, I, mean, 20, I mean, it's an everyday skill. Yeah, I'll, I'll just take the rental car. As long as it's not a, like, yeah. under pressure, like, you're not like, oh, quickly, it's time like for I'm a high speed chase. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to damn Dukes on this. Dukes, dear Dukes. I feel like the, the amount of fate tempting that is happening. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> I'm gonna get them cultists. That just means it's gonna get interesting. Interesting is good. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. So you guys head to uh, Morgan's Rare Books, and uh, big. It's a, a big place. It's like a. It's like a two story. It's, it, it's one of those storefront oh, places. From the hotel, yeah. can I call ahead and see if uh, Mr. Morgan is there and available to see us? Uh, yes, he's there. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I just basically tell him or whoever's answering the phone. They're going to be there in blah 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 time. I would appreciate a, a minute of his time if he could afford it. Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll be there. Um, it, it, it's it's kind of a, a storefront, <coughs> but like when you walk inside, it has one of that the big open sort of balcony thing, oh, the sort of yeah. square thing. So there's there's books up on the second floor and there's books on the first floor. It's huge. I mean, it, it, it almost it, it's as big as a small library. 
it's one of those things where I wish you could smell it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Picturing it so vividly in my mind. <laughs> and the, the, the rare book section is in the basement. And that is that is under lock and key, and you need to either get, get a, a hold of him or right. or the assistant or the manager or something to, in order to, or, to have yeah. access. Mm-hmm. The owner. Or pick the lock. <laughs> Shady. <clears throat> okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I just walk in and I go up to whoever clerk is and mm-hmm. says, um, "My my name is Doctor Isidore Holtzman. I'm uh, I, I'm looking for uh, David Morgan." Oh yes, yeah, you called ahead. Let me let me let me go get him for you. Thank you. And she leaves and comes back and and he comes out and he's kind of a short little round man and uh, probably like five three, <laughs> thick glasses. He comes out and says, "Oh." Mr. Morgan, I Mr. Holtzman, very good to see you again. Very How are you? Very well. Um, uh, this is my associate from the university, Ms. Camilla Greenwald. Ah, it's my good pleasure. to meet you. She's our librarian at, at, the, at the Oh, university. excellent, excellent. Yeah. I've heard you've been instrumental in procuring some additions to our collection. I do what I can. I try. I, I do what I can. Uh, he has been uh, quite forthcoming in. And at the very least, researching where I can find certain books if he did not have them available. But uh, is there somewhere we can speak privately? Well, certainly we can go to my office. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't, don't want to gab about this like in the middle of the right. mm-hmm. <laughs> He takes you back to the, there's like a back room and there, his office is on the first floor back there somewhere. <clears throat> he sits down and closes the door and says, what can I do for you? Well, um, there have been some people that have been responsible for some activity that we've been... Uh, looking into, uh, especially in the procurement of some odd books and some information therein. Uh, I give them a list of the names. Of, of the, the books. Peop- of, of the books mm-hmm. and of the persons involved. Okay. Uh, one of them living very close by. And uh, Have you heard of any of these individuals? Have they come by? or? Uh, yeah, Abigail Amherst. Uh, she, I haven't seen her in a long time. Many, many months. But she used to come in regularly. Um, you give her the, the complete list of names. Yes, okay. I give her the name, the names, and then also the, you know, we're we're looking. It seems that they had a specific interest in the um, the works of Arthur Aden Edwards and you know Thomas of Bath. Oh, ancient I- religions. Hmm. I do have um, uh, I do have one work by uh, Arthur Aidan Edwards uh, and it is a transcription of one of the Father Thomas of Bath's manuscripts some sort of um, a pagan uh, prayer book of some sort my dear because I don't know if you know much about uh, Thomas of Bath he was uh, he was a priest and um, apparently um, decided to begin dabbling in some other sort of religion, and actually drew some of his uh, some of his flock astray. And of course, when the church found out about it, he was excommunicated. Um, but he wrote um, quite extensively. I don't have any of his original writings; those are very dear. But I do have some transcriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there, there is a basically a brief study of one of his prayer books that uh, that Edwards that Edwards wrote. Would it be possible for us to examine that? Well, certainly, of course. 
It's in the it's in the uh, the rare books or the oh of course. Uh, and uh, did anyone else? Um, was it just Abigail, or did anyone come with her? Um, was she, there was a gentleman who would come come with her? Um, I believe his name was Hector. Oh. I never was never introduced. Um, and there, she would come in with a few a few different people. Um, she would uh, spend some time in the basement. Um, and then it seems after an, an, an amount of time, uh, she would uh, bring uh, friends or associates with her. She's with some college research she was doing. I would feel remiss in not informing you of this, but there has been some um, rather disturbing behavior and some violent behavior that has been exhibited by, uh, the, I'm sorry to say, the former... Um, Miss Abigail, who is now passed. Oh my! Oh my! Um, Her associates do not seem to be savory characters. I, I would encourage you, uh, since you are in possession of something that they most likely find valuable, to be aware and uh, perhaps take extra precautions to secure the safety of uh, your books and of yourself. Uh, oh my! Uh, we have informed the FBI. Uh, of these things, but we're doing some of our own research. I just do not want to see any this place or yourself or anyone that works for you getting hurt because of this. Uh, oh, uh, being wary is key to that. I appreciate that. Um, now, if, if we could please examine uh, the book, I would I would greatly appreciate it. Time does seem to be of the essence. Certainly. It takes you downstairs and uh, there's a table <coughs> and it basically it, it, the all the bookshelves are sort of behind like these like steel wire racks, or not racks, but uh, right. cages, basically. And he goes over in a big ring of keys, and he opens one of them up. I take the gloves that are probably yes. inside for this, and I hand you a pair of your size, and I take a pair of myself, and wait for him to bring out the book as, as most okay. likely common. And he brings out, it's a, it's a, almost like a folio, it's like a, it's a hardcover, but uh, looks like it was hand-bound. <clears throat> it's on, there's only a few pages in it, there's only four or five pages in the thing. Right. And he op- and but right on the cover, as soon as you see it, there's the sign. There's the sign. Mm. The mysterious pottery. And it is it, like the, there's a caption inside that says the cover illustration is referred to by um, the Thomas of Bath cult as the yellow sign. Now you have a name for it. You can call it. the yellow sign. If I didn't give you guys that last week, yeah. Um, I think we discussed it. Okay. Um, I brain farted and didn't remember it last mm-hmm. time. <laughs> no, I know this. Why am I? Um, okay, so we start examining the book. Okay, you're both reading it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just go over it. Okay. Um, I, I want to ask him some more questions. Actually. Okay. Uh, like, right. I mean, I'm assuming he's staying. Let me down take here a first us. pass over the book. You can ask him some questions, then you can come back and take a second pass because more sets of eyes on this is probably best. Makes sense. Okay. okay. Um, so yeah, I just want to ask him some more questions about these people who came in. Mm-hmm. Was he introduced to any of them? Did he recognize any of them? Did they buy anything else? You know, just like not necessarily like hardcore interrogating, but just friendly conversation. Why is it? Well, Isidore does all the you know difficult work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the the he tell he tells you that he was introduced to a few of these people because he was on fairly friendly terms 
with Abigail Amherst. But sadly, he does not remember any of their names. Mm-hmm. He can kind of sort of give you physical descriptions, which seem to kind of piece together with some of the, the people, the people that you know of who lived in New York. Okay. And then, did... I want to ask if, like, he has any other, like, um, if he's ever come across the yellow sign before or on other works, or is it just... Thomas of Bath stuff, or like he does have one other book that has a, that symbol on it in this collection. Oh, and and what work would that be? Stuart's looking through his notes. The manuscript of Omar Abkamil. Oh Jesus! In him, <laughs> <laughs> it's what. <clears throat> Man- manuscript of Omar Abkamil, K A M I L. Omar. Okay. Okay. Um. Did. interesting. It seems like a far cry from Thomas of Bath. Oh, yes. yes. It's, it's quite a coincidence that they both used a similar uh, sort of symbol in their uh, religious rituals. Mm. <clears throat> I can it, bring it out if you would like to. That would be lovely. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh. Well, he made that move. I thought he was pulling out a gun. No. I was like, whoa, I didn't mean it. This guy's part of the cult. <laughs> now it's a fight. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to, you guys are reading. I'm going to switch to the. Mm-hmm. Cool. And you guys are going to the newspaper morgue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you are trying to find out what? Um, anything about if they, they knew what happened with this fire, if it was thought to be arson, if it was an accident, lightning strike. Like any associated okay. stories about this fire, right? That then we could see if maybe that lines up with like if this group of cultists has been active in New York for a decade, like that's a bigger organization than we were thinking. Right, dealing with um, you. D- there, there was an arson investigation. Um, it was determined that the fire was caused by a third party. It wasn't like an inmate lighting his mattress on fire or something like that. Okay. It was someone externally. Case remained unsolved. Mm. All right. I, this, this whole situation is unnerving for many reasons, but the fact that this group of people would be operating for a decade in and around New York and there's no other incidents where they've been caught or accused or anything about it, that's... How old did Abigail look? Uh, she's probably in her like mid twenties. Okay. Uh, just refreshing. Yes, and well, the fact that they've been around for that long, and some of their members should be very young children, seems right. There's got to be some older. Yes, it seems to absolutely confirm that there must be more of these people, which we suspected, but had no real evidence of until now. But I sincerely doubt most ten-year-olds go around starting 
fires at asylums. Indeed. Yeah, that's not <laughs> or cults of, cults of some type. Hmm. Mm. Well, uh, I think the next thing I could possibly do of down this path of inquiry would be to prepare a wire message okay. to send off to England to see about the fate of this Robert Trask and mm. what happened to him there when okay. he returned. Do you, who, who do you want to write? The hospital that he... The, yeah, that he was... The nurse work, worked for? Yeah, maybe Abigail Northrop. Okay. All right. Um, and while we're there, I'm going to yeah. talk to... find the reporter that I talked to mm-hmm. about my skull story. Okay. All right. Because I'd like done like this photo op and giving them the pictures and stuff like that. Alright. I don't think we never gave them a name. We just called them reporter, I think. I'll, I'll, I'll find a name for them. Right okay. Now. Luke Allen. Alright. Good, good reporter name. Um, and he's furiously typing, sitting at his desk typing. Alright. Uh, hello, Luke. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, Doris. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, how's the story going? Uh, my editor has it now. Um, uh, they're uh, doing a, a little bit of fact, fact checking. And, yes. Uh, uh, my guess it's probably going to run Sunday's edition. Oh, excellent. Um, I was wondering, while I've been out discovering species and such, uh, I've, I've run into some odd things. Um, I was wondering if there had been any other strange things happening. I know. There was the yellow fever outbreak not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else strange with that? I don't know. Finding dead animals, something akin to the occult. Well, they find I'm mean, find dead animals and stuff like that all the time. Right, but I don't. Just and some mean, of them got up. I mean, my people. But like anything that seemed ritualistic or strange in any way, not mm-hmm. just. Nothing's really coming to mind, but I can, I can, I can do a little digging and see if, because uh, I'm not really on the crime desk. Right, of course. Um, yes, it seems that there's a there's a few uh, disturbed individuals who have taken uh, some objection with my discoveries recently. Hmm. Some sort of strange belief system they have. I'm not quite sure how it works. But uh, yeah, if you could, if you could find anything out, if there's maybe more of them, that would be helpful for me to know for my own safety. Certainly, of course. Thank you. No, there were, we did have a. I was talking to um, one of the boys in the pool, and he said that. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the town. The little town north of here, uh, they found the owner of a bee farm in a well. Oh. And he'd been cut up with some symbols. Some symbols. Yeah, they said that there was a. Like something, someone had carved something into him. Oh, how dreadful! Do you, do you know what symbol it was? I, I don't know. You'd have to talk to him. I think he's had it right. out there right now. Oh, all right. Do you, what was his name? Reporter B. Yeah. Reporter B. Lewis Smith. Lewis Scoops Smith. McGillicuddy. Scoops McGillicuddy. And you say he's already left, or am I? I yeah, I, th- him? I, I think he's. I think he's already heading out there. Oh, well, 
Perhaps I'll find him when we get back. When he gets back. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to the story. Thank you again. Uh, okay, so back to the... Oh, go, go ahead. I was just going to relay the information today. Yeah. Okay. So back to the rare bookstore. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember exactly how to do this because I, I think I only read through it once. Ooh, exciting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he mentioned a thing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose oh, some yeah. more sanity. This is going to be fun. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Curse you, Stu. I'm to go find some wonderful ancient secrets. <laughs> yeah. See, there is a very specific chapter in here on reading the books and how it it's not in the chapter on the books. And that's why I would have put it if I was going to do it. <laughs> if I was organizing <laughs> this. Yes. Oh, rule books. I know. Oh, that, but that's how you get the, uh, the mythos skill, right? It's the only way to get the mythos mm. skill. <laughs> <laughs> I want it, and I have to pay a hefty price. You but I do. Want <laughs> ah, here we go. Excuse me for those of you listening at home. I wasn't intent- anticipating the used bookstore yet. <laughs> I think that would later. Okay, we're just too we're too on point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, you give us two weeks to think what we're going to do next. So. Right. <laughs> I got two weeks to figure out how I'm going to ruin Stu's game. <laughs> <laughs> don't think it's a good idea to follow that reporter out there. No. No, we don't want to be anywhere near no. there. That's yeah. Not. Okay. Um. Plus it proves we know exactly where it is. <laughs> it's like, oh, some bee farm. Hmm. I just show up. <laughs> I never told you the name of the bee farm. Yeah. Both of your books are written in English. Yours is a translation, mm-hmm. and yours is was originally written in English. So you each need, at this point, to make a language skill roll. Which language? English. English. Oh, duh. Sorry, that was that was dumb. Because, mind you, if it was written in Hebrew, Egyptian... Oh my Sanskrit. god, how did I fail this? I got a 79 over a 70. Okay. I mean, that would explain how I failed it. That's, that's exactly how you fail things. <laughs> made it. <laughs> oh, you made it. Okay. Yep. One of you can read English. Well done. Well, his his book. The is, other of you is a librarian. Yours is a translation. It's got it's got like it, it, it has like the the uh, uh, original language, and then next to it, someone has handwritten in the translation. Uh, what is the and their penmanship language? was atrocious. I'm blaming them. Yes. Um, probably Arabic. Um, okay. So the first thing that you would do at this point is roll two d four. Oh no! No wait. Can I push this? Really yes, succeed. you can push this roll. You can absolutely push this roll. And I'm going to ask for a magnifying glass. Okay. So that I can make it a little larger and possibly more legible okay. that way. You go ahead and make and do that re-roll. Okay. Let's let's see if this could go slightly better. Or atrociously wrong. Alright, so yeah, uh, 
It's a 19. Okay, so you made it. All right. I was about to say, is that a 79 again? And I would cry, but it was actually a 19. <laughs> so both of you are going to roll 2d4, and that's the amount of sanity you lose. Yay, us. All right, another five points. Oh, five. That's the good threshold. And I, l- I reread the rules and figured out how the intelligence roll works okay. with that. And it happens when you lose five points. I lost four points. Well, okay. I've, I've been four losing it in five-point chunks. So you just mark off four points. Nothing horrible happens to you at this moment. Yeah. Okay. And, th- and you also both gain eight percentiles in Cthulhu Mythos. That's a big jump. That's it. Feels like a lot. I yeah. mean, nothing to like and then write I would, home about. <laughs> and then I'm going. Uh, then I'll just. I'll just I wouldn't necessarily be confident in that skill. You, you, the thing that is most disturbing to you about the book you're reading is some of the the prayers mm-hmm. you have seen before in a very different culture in a very different place, but they're almost identical. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Um, along with the symbol and um, the mention of a particular lakeside city, all of these things are, are suddenly from two vastly different cultures. Suddenly, are seem too awfully similar. That this is this was not just some strange little cult in one little part of the world you happen to be in. That this must be something bigger. So that is the thing that disturbs you probably yeah. about this. Uh, and I would go ahead and make an intelligence roll. If you fail the intelligence roll, I, I, you do not take you do not take that sanity. Otherwise, you take that. Sanity. I think. Come uh, on, six. Oh no, no, no! no you take the. You take the you, let me I, double check. I thought it was like. I wrote it all. I just wrote it out because I looked it up right after the last session. Okay. If you lose five sanity, you immediately make an int check. If you fail, you suppress the memory. If you're successful, you have temporary insanity for one to ten hours, which starts immediately. That is a 79. I did not make it. Okay. Yay! Not temporarily insane. <laughs> what a crazy coincidence it is that these two cults are... Well, you know what? In world culture, sometimes this happens in anthropology. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but you are disturbed, and you, yeah. did, take, you did take the five-point sanity oh, yeah. hit. But you're not suffering temporary insanity. You are not either, because you only took four points. rather than. Now, your book describes um, someone who was captured. Let me find it real quick. Uh, it was written. In the, this this book was written in eighteenth century. The handwritten text. I'm sorry. It was written in Turkish. Um, and it described someone called the Yellow Wanderer. Mm, I can read Turkish. Oh, you can. Okay. Turkish prison man. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <coughs> uh, it describes a dream uh, where a uh, the author uh, is swimming in a lake. Uh, and he can see that there's a city in the distance, and that there's uh, fog banks, uh, clouds, you know, moving around. Uh, and as he's swimming, he's making almost no proce- prog- progress whatsoever. And then he starts feeling something underneath, trying to grab onto him and pull him down, which it eventually does, and that's usually when he he awakens from the dream. And then there's also in that same in that same manuscript an account of when he was. Um, says uh, uh, he was captured um, and held prisoner by a cult 
and it says, uh, I'll I'll just forward this to you, but I'll read it briefly. Um, They were all gathered there, the guards and their leaders, dressed in ceremonial attire of all kind I had never seen before, I had never before witnessed. Um, The prisoner was made to kneel before the head of the group, whereupon he plunged a dagger into his chest, very likely piercing his heart. There was little struggle as the prisoner died. Then the ritual properly began. First, with low chanting by the headman, uh, some was in Old Arabic, but the rest was in a dark, guttural language with which I was not familiar. Uh, I have written it phonetically as best I could. And it says, O oh, wanderer clad in yellow, hear us, and then some stuff, like some something that is n- not a, a recognizable language. Um, then the chanting continues, speeding to a fevered pitch. From my vantage point, I could vaguely make out the lake upon which this village had been built, even... Evening fog was gathering on the surface of the water, and a gentle breeze pushed pushed the mist toward the dark ritual. Their chanting continued even faster. Beyond the dark lake, I saw the silhouette of a city, but I know there had been no such thing beyond the lake, as I had spent much time watching, as this was the only part of the world I could see from my cell, but from my cell walls. As I studied the city, of va- the va- I vaguely noticed that the fog was gone, nearly dissipated. I stood in horror as as the prisoner, a man I knew to be dead, as I witnessed the dagger plunge into his chest, now stood upright, eyes open. His chest heaved as he struggled to breathe, as small remnants of blood continued to pulse from the open wound. And I will, I will cut and paste this and put this in the slack for you. Thank you. Can you print it on pretty paper for me instead? You know, I probably I might be able to do that. I have a file to keep, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love games with props. Mm-hmm. Make me happy. I mean, it is literally my life. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well. You wouldn't take a sanity hit from that because you basically have already read that. Yeah. No, I, but the thing and is, and studied it extensively. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Well, there, there'll be some role playing along with that. Is this yellow wanderer? Also, quite shaken. Um. any of this have to do with but Isidore I mean well I take off my glasses and I'm sort of rubbing my temples and I'm going I believe that the reach of this is well let me connect the dots for you that I've connected perhaps you might have further insights Um, in my research as I have told you this sign has come up before um I have also had access in my studies to uh, certain rituals that were thought to be practiced by small, isolated groups in the Middle East. Very strange and very uh, dark uh, sort of rituals uh, involving sacrifice and so on. The rituals detailed here uh, seem to appear in several parts of the world, but are identical. Uh, So one would surmise, because of the level of exactness, that this comes from a culture or 
a belief system that predates that of modern civilization and is more ancient and comes from a time where humanity was more uh, homogeneous or uh, maybe during the times of Mesopotamia who knows maybe even further than that uh, so it would it lead so you're saying that the the prayers here the the rituals that Thomas of Bath detailed out in his works are the same as the ones that you of these cultists that you studied in the Middle East? Uh, and I point out the exact ones and like almost verbatim from my recollection from my recollections of my studies the rituals and the steps within are identical and you can see that there is some sophistication to these rituals and uh, so, uh, just happenstance in, the dis- in that exactness would be very difficult to to believe. This work of Omar Abkhil, it it describes, though not in such detail and from an outsider's perspective, the ritual of a cult next to a lake. Is that is that s- one of these rituals that's detailed in your works? When you say the lake, he sort of blanches a little bit. And he goes, do you mind if I examine the passages about the lake? And I'll look at the book, and I'm trying to basically match up <laughs> my own nightmares to what's been going on in that book. I'll just point out, you know, well, it's it's twice. It's the dream and then the cult that prays to the Yellow Wanderer. But in both cases, there's a city across the lake. And he'll just mutter, Carcosa, when she, when she mentions the okay. city by the lake. I don't know if you know this about me, um, but during the war, I was incarcerated by the Ottoman Turks and spent pretty much the entire duration of that conflict in a prison in, in Turkey. During that time there... Apparently, a previous inhabitant of my cell had uh, written copious amounts of notes and drawings all over the walls and ceiling of this place. There was mention of something very similar to this. A lake, the mist, and a city that was beyond human geometry sitting on the shore of this. Um, Since my time there, I have been haunted by nightmares of this place uh, on a weekly basis. In uh, your nightmares, were you swimming in the lake? I was swimming in the lake, and something attempted to pull me down. And as I was struggling, I saw creatures flying through the sky that match a description of something that whose skull we had discovered. Your dream is here, in this 18th century text. My dream is there, in this 18th century text. And um, in, and the the alarming amount of detail and and the vivid nature of this dream to me um, is enough to chill me to the to the very core. Could it be that the mad ramblings that I saw on that prison wall are somehow connected to this? It seems more and more likely. Do you know anything about the person who was in the cell before you? Honestly, no. I was. 
of course not in a position to make any demands as far as information. I barely fled the place with my life. If it wasn't for the fact that I was convinced that they were drugging my food due to the severe hallucinations I was having and spending time in the infirmatory, I may have lost my life there. I refused to eat or drink. Uh, I was down to nothing but skin and bones uh, right before the end of the war when I was rescued by a fellow that brought me to the States. I am more glad than I can say that you made through with your life. Thank you, my dear. I appreciate that. But um, I ask uh, Mr. Morgan if anybody's really been showing any interest in either of these volumes as of late. Uh, not recently, no. But uh, definitely, I do remember that Abigail Amherst asked about the uh, both of these. In fact, one of them, one of them, uh, uh, she had asked for numerous times and was able to facilitate a a, uh, a bookseller who had a, a copy that was willing to part with, which so I was able to acquire it. So she actually facilitated the, my acquisition of one of them. Um, it would be uh, very helpful to us if you could uh, perhaps supply us with a list of those who uh, would be likely to supply you with books of this kind so that we may also contact them and uh, make sure that they don't know anything about the current situation. Uh, and if there's anyone else who comes in inquiring after works with the yellow sign. I leave him my calling card. Okay. And, uh, and I, I would appreciate you and of course uh, there would be some recompense for you. <coughs> um, but I'm assuming that the purchase of these books is probably far beyond our ability to... Well, they're probably... Each of them is probably about $1,000. Yeah, they're probably super-duper expensive, yeah. so I'm not going to even bother with that. Okay. Um, now, the, 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 the tome that you read, um, one of the things in it... Because I said it was basically a prayer book. Right. The, f the last prayer in it, and you might want to note this, uh, was... And also, you should probably write on the back of your character sheet... I think there is a spot where you can talk write about the... The mythos tomes that you have acquired, oh, I believe. Traits, I believe, skiers and position. Is it there, or is it? Am I thinking of like the expanded character? Because there's also like a four-page uh, arcane tomes, spells, and arcane. Yeah, there it is. There you go. Yeah. So you've got. I um, got the poem already. You got the manu manuscript of uh, Father Thomas of Bath, and then very specifically write down uh, the Covenant of Aldebaran. Okay. And that seems to be something to commune with the king clad in yellow. The Covenant of Aldebaran? Mm hmm. And what was the other one? So, did you like what I put the in your what magic one? St. Thomas of Bath? Uh, the manuscript of Father, Saint Tom uh, F Father Thomas of Bath. Not Saint. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Pretty much polar opposite of Saint. Yeah. I'm just saying it's all the same to me. <laughs> right. And it was a Saint. I'm sure there's St. Thomas. There's probably a couple of St. Yes. Thomas. Probably about eight of them. Like Aquinas? Oh, there you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a fairly common one to you talk know, about. You know, the one everybody yeah. knows. Right. Is that the one with the squirrels? The yeah, he chased the squirrels out of Ireland. 
<laughs> no, that was the North American gray squirrel that chased the red, <coughs> Irish red squirrel. Uh, Sorry. Okay. So, um, so you got are you, so are you, you guys are going to meet up at some point? Or yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Yeah. Return mm. to the hotel and yeah, I feel like right. we're probably just like, hey, when you're done, come back here. So, how long ago did they find the farmer's or the beekeeper's body? Um, they told you that, that they got w- w- this morning. Yeah. Um, he didn't know much. He didn't know there was a fire. And uh, sometime in the morning, uh, he got a tip from local police officer that uh, they'd found a body in a well. Yeah. And it had been all carved up with weird symbols. Okay. That would make sense, like, if our FBI agent friend had gone out there or sent someone out there to investigate this morning. Mm-hmm. Well, also the fire probably triggered Eventually some Eventually drew attention, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are in the at the hotel at the hotel in the lounge or somewhere. I suppose. Mm-hmm. So I'll send off the telegram. Okay. What are you basically telling? It's uh, just asking, like, you know, I'm compiling some research to write a, a paper uh, about delusional d- disorders, and uh, I I'm very curious to find out what what became of Mr. Trask and. Uh, if he's still with us, and you know, okay, if he if any progress has been made with his treatment and anything like that, okay. um, then send that off to the nurse. Alrighty. Whoosh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> Now, I think that we, if we're going to discuss this stuff, like the lounge and stuff, probably isn't the best. I'm a little bit paranoid about people overhearing what we're talking about. I'm you assuming know. that one of our rooms has yeah. a sitting room yeah. attached yeah. to it. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we came up with some pretty interesting things at the bookstore. Apparently, um, uh, what was her name? Uh, Abigail. Abigail had frequented the place, and she was at times accompanied by others. Uh, the one person, uh, the, our, our first uh, yellow fever victim, Hector, I believe is his name, was also associated with her there. We found two volumes. And many other people, oh. especially in the last few months, that or the last months that she visited the bookstore, she brought several others with her. Mm-hmm. Though no one that she ever introduced the owner too. I mean, he only knew about Hector's name from overhearing them speak to each other. We found two volumes in their rare books uh, collection that held um, uh, this uh, yellow sign, as we now know it. Uh, that both, and one of them was from uh, Thomas of Bath, whom we have already <laughs> begun to investigate. All right, and the other was. Omar al-Kamil. Uh, one was the one I inspected, which was uh, uh, Thomas of Bath's... Uh, well, there were n- notes taken from an original Thomas of Bath um, uh, writing that was a set of prayers and rituals, many of whom seem to correlate with uh, rituals that I have seen in 
what was considered to be obscure Middle Eastern cultures and uh, was not thought to really extend further than that. But from what I understand from these writings, that uh, those rituals seem to be adhered to in, in a far larger scale than I yeah. had known before. And that it is my belief that, especially in Europe and the Middle East, uh, finding getting access to these materials would be far easier than out here in the new world. And there definitely be maybe a group that is collecting and uh, using these rituals for whatever reasons. They belong to uh, what is likely uh, uh, an antediluvian re uh, religion. Mm. Uh, mm. Or, or at least one that is very, very ancient to the point where it set the beginning of the rise of civilization. Um, That's fascinating that it's a cross-cultural the other book event. I mean, isn't that rather strange? Well, there are, I mean, there are certain things that follow that pattern in modern archaeology slash anthropology. One would say that the preponderance of uh, pyramidic structures within Mesoamerica, Asia, and uh, 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 the Middle East uh, are considered to be sort of uh, linchpin through 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 culture and the fact that uh, we seem to like things with right angles, uh, we we worship certain types of mathematics, and that falls through as part of the human condition. Mm. Um, but the detail of these rituals do not lead me to believe that that's the case. There are they're far too intricate and specific in their in their leanings. Um, right. I mean, pyramids are all over because they work. It's like the wheel, like. Eventually, people come up with it because it's something that stands, but it, a ritual seems very strange. Indeed, uh, well, sun worship being very popular amongst all different kinds of cultures. Like, mm -hmm. like I said, there, there there are there are precedents for this, but none quite so specific. Uh, but what's more uh, queer was the second book that recounted an uh, individual who was captured by. Cultists, cultists, and uh, he witnessed a ritual where someone was stabbed in the heart as a sacrifice, and then the body was reanimated. Oh, oh. Um, and that seems to be more pertinent, at least to our specifics. And these books were specifically requested, and then Abigail helped to acquire them for Mr. Morgan. Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, the the details of the ritual outside of the chant were not specifically outlined in the manuscript. However, and I mean, this is your this is your history to tell, Isidore. There were elements to the story that seemed very familiar to me, and uh, uh, during my time in Turkey, imprisoned there, uh, there were writings and drawings in the cell that I was kept in, and there are very disturbing similarities between what was the story that was recounted in this book to what I saw there and to a recurring nightmare that I've had since my time about a large lake covered in mists with something within it trying to drag you down, and uh, a city with strange geometry in the distance. And 
constantly haunted by this imagery. And when I was presented with uh, basically a retelling of my exact experience through different eyes, it was enough to unsettle me considerably, especially since these things were fantastic. And I am sorry, Doris, for not mentioning this earlier, but in some of these visions, sometimes I see flying creatures that match the description of that skull that we had found. Really? Vaguely, as in they're large birds with extended heads. I just see them off in the distance. Uh, but I have to say that, the, that drawing that connection once we discovered that skull was disturbing to the point where I did not even wish to mention it because I hoped, uh, I hoped dearly to the, the mighty God I pray to that there was no connection between the two. Mm-hmm. But now seeing this, uh, I, I, I am now very sorry that I did not ask more questions or take more copious notes about the things that I saw within the walls of that prison. Well, what would have been the reason at the time you did not know do you, I hate to ask you more questions and to revisit such a terrible place in your mind, but do, do you know anything of the person who decorated your cell so? I do not know. As, as you know, I was uh, not in a very good position to make demands or ask questions of my keepers at that point. I would and, imagine not. Uh, the, before I left the institution, I was uh, taken to a hospital nearby because... I was disturbed by visions and hallucinations and I was convinced that they were drugging my food and I began to stop eating and drinking. I was I weighed nearly 92 pounds when they removed me from that cell and took me to the hospital. What? At that point I don't remember much other than being rehabilitated and then making contacts that allowed me to travel here to my safety. Uh, I, I, I would... Uh, I would be loath to return to that place to examine those walls <coughs> again, but uh, we don't know if if that place a still exists or whether the madness on those walls would lead us to anything concrete. I and uh, I'm sorry, but uh, when was it that you were how how many years ago? Basically, what, 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 when did the war end? 1918? Yeah. I was there for two and a half years. I left in 1918. Basically, I was, I, was a, I was a member of the Russian court, or at least at that time, and Turkey had declared war against my home country, and I was considered a prisoner of war. So I saw none of the war, but I did feel its horrors in a slightly different way. Well, that extends the timeline of this greatly, if and also the scope of it. If there were people in that the far away, seventeen hundreds. Yes, I mean that's how. How disturbing. can an organized group operate? so stealthily for so long well it could very well be someone who stumbled upon these writings connected some dots that perhaps were left best unconnected uh, and then were corrupted by a path to power and Mm, 
there are madmen who would not only do this but draw people to their cause, especially if they're fodder that they can simply use as we have witnessed. It is obvious that whoever is in charge of this organization does not really hold the lives of uh, his underlings in great value. That's interesting. I mean, I for one am a bit relieved that you found these writings. I, I think it does go a bit to explain why we there's such a wide pattern. Like these are writings that have had centuries to be dispersed among, you know, amongst the people of the world. If every few centuries or every few decades someone stumbles upon them and decides to start a cult about it, it at least gives a through line and a reasoning for it that is something other than some great conspiracy or some all-knowing organization. Well, I mean, it seems as though Abigail helped procure these, and that's the most recent one. It seems like there was someone in your prison who had read them. I think there's something to this European connection that we've been bandying about in the fact that these writings and access to this type of material would be far easier closer to the source. I True. think that we have I been mean, somewhat protected by our remoteness. The the link to, to Father Thomas and the popularity of the occult across the pond is quite a bit stronger than it is here, I feel like. Maybe we're just a bit too new to have ghosts. <laughs> Or at least the obsession with them that it seems like our former masters well, have. Mysticism is on the is in the uprise. Uh, we're seeing seances and those type of things happening more and more commonly. I never really put much stock into them. Uh, I always thought them to be parlor tricks and and uh, a bunch of humbug, but um, entertainment. Please, people who come in and have you all sit around and hold hands in a circle, just trying to fleece the old ladies who have too much time and too much money. But I will say that in my personal practices in religion, um, I, I do have a, a great belief in, in a power far greater than our own, and I do have a belief that there are certain things that are uh, perhaps kept hidden from mortal eyes that should remain hidden. Things from the past, things from a time where myths and monsters were far more real than they are today. Right. Well, the written word carries more power than I think people give it real credit for. But... <clears throat> I can't help but worry about those members of this group here who are still at large, but I guess, I mean, Agent Hoover is on the case. And they do have, they must have someone pulling the strings. Well, all of this requires a great deal of money. And from what we understand, most of the people involved in this organization that do have resources have been somewhat outcast uh, from having full access to those. Maybe, maybe if we just follow the money trail, tr 
try to figure out where all these resources came into their possession. That's true. I mean, for all that Abigail was an Amherst, she spent quite a bit procuring the tomes that that she was interested in. If perhaps this Hector was some kind of bystander or victim of this group and not exactly involved with them, perhaps questioning his friends and family as to what he experienced with this Amherst woman might be might provide fruit. I, I really like the logic of your oblique angle of questioning when it comes to this. Uh, that's all Doris. Um, that just finding connections. I, my concern is if we continue to prod about in the investigation here, they're going to continue to attempt to position us in such a way that we are blamed for something. They will either try to discredit us or eliminate us in some way, shape, or form. I agree. However, I mean... I mean, far be it for me to be a martyr. But part of me can't help but think that if they're busy attempting to throw us off their trail... They're not busy unleashing more plagues upon the eastern United States. Well, that's a very well-spoken point. It's a very good point, but also we have to understand that uh, the main role of any caregiver is if we cannot take care of ourselves and maintain our continuity, we can only have limited success in helping those we need to help. So there needs to be a certain measured amount of... uh, of care to as to our safety and, 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 and being brought in this, and uh, I, I I see no choice but to us but for us to pursue this further. I don't see anyone else doing uh, that will do the same job that we will. Um, but I think that we should be mindful and take care and not uh, do anything unduly rash. But uh, to try to gather as much information as covertly as possible, and report that to those who may take action. I'd, I just, I, I fail to see how we have any authority or power to be able to do anything once we actually do discover the source of this plot in any way, shape, or form. Well, I mean, on the continent, my father has some power, and he might be able to, we might be able to lean upon his contacts there. But, I mean, France isn't as far from England as it once was, and yet. But at the same time, what must be done must be done. Well, I think that we should, it, we should, ex- we should find every avenue of investigation that we have here and pursue that. We still have a few names that are generally unaccounted for. Um, maybe we should seek some means by which to secure their location or identity more fully. Uh, I personally don't know how to go about that, but that's an option. Um, and well, Pierce Murray is a Manhattan resident and as yet unaccounted for. Then maybe that should be our next target. I have to say, I do feel a little bit adventurous in this. Quite the sleuth. 
should go out and buy myself a fedora. (laughs) (laughs) Next, you'll be opening your own office. (laughs) Yeah, see? Isidore investigation. Isidore investigation. I think I fall more on the side of following this farther back. I, I feel like the on-the-ground investigation of these people that have been taking terrible actions, for sure, is best left to people with some level of training on finding people. Like, we've already given over all the names and all of that information that we had to the FBI. None of us are trained law enforcement officers, but we are trained at investigating things academically. Maybe we'd be better served by removing ourselves from this equation entirely, going off and seeing if we can find the source of this madness. But outside of a tenuous connection with an artist in England, we don't actually have any information about what might be over there. And I just feel like if there's anything that any of these other people have, Abigail had an artist. What if someone else had a writer? What if someone else had a friend that might be able to point us in a more specific direction? And it's just possibly the fear speaking and wanting to be out on as solid ground as possible before we undertake what is likely to be a journey of great peril. Well, I've done my share of... uh, traveling the world after things that just started off as stories and myth. I mean, to me it seems a logical jump to perhaps start in where uh, in Bath where this monk was doing his writings or if not there, wherever he did his writings. Uh, I, I, there's been more times than I can tell you where we had a vague rumor or story or description of something um, that we ended up finding great temples or strange places that uh, everyone had thought were lost or simply stories, and they ended up being quite real. Mm-hmm. There may yet well, be a lost city of gold. Who knows? Indeed. I have not found that one yet. Still looking. You'd have to race me. <laughs> but nonetheless, I my method is very thorough. I like to investigate every avenue that I can before moving on to a new venue or a new, uh, or a new source of investigation. I think that since we are here in New York and there already is an available source of information that we may may know, we actually have had, we've we've discovered some very important things visiting these locations. Uh, Arming ourselves with a maximum amount of knowledge before we start skipping around uh, would probably behoove us. Um, But we need to be mindful and more aware about where we are and where we leave our things and how we can be approached for attack. It is obvious that they know your car and they know who we are. So making sure that those things are secure and, and, and being a little bit more vigilant and, and, and aware of what our surroundings might be uh, to our best interest. The other thing that I, mean, I know I am a bit biased when it comes to wanting to travel, something I enjoy quite, quite a lot, but the other thing that traveling would provide us is an alibi if they were to try and frame us again for something. It's hard to frame someone who's halfway across the Atlantic. Mm. Uh, especially if they have a date their tickets were purchased and the day they left. But also uh, conversely we 
would be in a location where we have more limited resources and fewer people to uh, vouch for us or help us in such a remote location, although I do understand that your family is in France, uh, we will be very isolated and alone once we start traveling. And, uh, and even getting word back to the States will be a time-consuming um, uh, challenge, even with cable. Uh, again, though, I, I feel like... Why did you do that? We are well-suited to swim the channels of academia, whether it's on this side of the Atlantic or the other. We, you know, it's it's not difficult to convince a fellow professor that we're visiting for various reasons. And, and I still have contact with Poland. Especially when we could possibly just convince the university to send us there themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, call it far-fetched, but you were investigating Robert Trask, who was at Ravenhurst, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and as part of the 10-year anniversary of the opening of Ravenhurst, I feel like additional resources would probably be allotted for a person as illustrious as yourself and the companions that you deem necessary in order to facilitate furthering the Ravenhurst reputation. And of course, I would have to go in order to um, further my exhibition at the museum, which is sure to be of some renown, as I have managed to secure a reporter through contacts to cover the opening. What? Or I will. You know. Of course. <laughs> Let us take the rest of this day see if we can turn up anything on uh, I'm sorry, D- Damien? No. Who are you? The, the one that we know is still around here in New York? Pierce Murray. Pierce. <coughs> um, find out what we can about him the rest of the t- today. And then tonight we come to a decision about where we're headed next. I agree. That'll let us send a wire to Ravenhurst if necessary, arrange for passage if that's the angle we're going at, or, or wherever we choose to go next. I just I don't feel like we should stay in the city much longer, I one way or the other. I that's agree. just painting a target on ourselves for them to use against us. Well, and we should be careful while we're investigating this Pierce. I don't think that no matter how understanding the law is and Mr. Hoover, I don't think they're going to just ex- yeah, if we just walk upon another crime scene or dead body. more dead yeah. people. Indeed. But also, one of the points that I wanted to bring up, uh, since several of the people in our group bodies reanimated or no, we're at a known crime scene uh, that pol- the police might actually have more to go on now once that's been investigated perhaps after we're done this maybe going to Agent Hoover and asking him what the progress is 
I don't know, that might also be my sort of uh, incriminating. Yeah, my fear I mean, there is that those bodies didn't return. Hmm. If we so just ask in a couple them. of days, I mean, now that we have a plausible lead via Doris's contact, however, we need to give it some time. If we come upon them, come right after, it just yeah. seems so suspicious. That mm. seems suspect. Well, after I said it, it became. I'm sorry, I'm not used to these sort of things. I've never been oh, blamed uh, for anything in my life. It was a <laughs> logical s- suggestion. But it's let's find out about this Pierce individual and then we'll reconnoiter after that. Right. <sighs> Alright, so where do we know where this guy is or where he lived? Mm, well, we have his address from the book. Right. Okay. Yeah, you have the ad- address from the hotel registry. <clears throat> I mean, I don't have that in all my notes, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah but you got... <laughs> but we have, have it. an address, address as address. yet unidentified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> address is blah on Blah Street. Okay. Yeah, in, in Manhattan. Um, nice apartment building. Um, the uh, You go and inquire after him, and they tell you that approximately a month ago, um, <clears throat> uh, he... His lease was well. He didn't have a lease. He was month to month. But he, he basically vacated the premises and did not leave a forwarding address. Oh. and that was about a month ago. <clears throat> and they have they relet his apartment. Yes. Yes. Mm. Do you leave anything behind? Yeah, there were some clothes and some. Uh, a couple photographs. <clears throat> oh, you know, it, if we come across Pierce, since we are looking for him, we would love to return his personal effects. Especially, I, I know that photographs are so dear. Still. Uh, make a persuade roll. Or is there a deception? What's the. Well, I mean, I have a persuade. So. Okay. Persuade will work. So it's a possibility that this may happen. It's it's not a possibility that you know went well since that's a sixty eight over my fifty five. The the uh, the landlord says I would pr- I would really prefer if uh, you were just to let him know and he can contact me and then I can forward the the uh, lost the, the left items to him. Of course, we we, we will sec- keep them secure for. A if few you would, months. if you would give me your card, so I could simply hand it to him. And and if we could look at them photos, so we could describe what he may have left behind. Sure. Thank you. Takes you into his office, and he's got a you know, little storage room in the back. Brings out a box, and there's some clothes in there, like some shirts and a couple ties and things like that. And there two, there's a photo, the photograph. Um, there's two photographs. Uh, one is, they look rather old. They're like, what do they call those things? Like daguerreotypes or the are ones on, on glass? On metal or glass oh, yeah. or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. They're old. These are old photos. Um, and one of them looks like. The tin types? Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. One of them looks like it might be maybe his parents and him as a child. Okay. And the other one looks like it might be a wedding photo of the same two, two people. Of the parents. Yes.
Do they look? Do those people look anything like the dead body we found? Um. You talking about the one on the over the over the river? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there was one. Make an int roll. That is an eleven under my sixty-five. Okay. Um, you my first could have gone so well. You do not see any familial resistance. Or resistance. <laughs> <laughs> I am not related to that man. <laughs> <laughs> I totally am. You don't feel any resistance. I am resisting this familial. Um, the, of the people that you've seen thus far, you're not seeing any uh, resemblance. Okay. Which is the word I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Do, uh, all right. At least do I, or is there any reason we might recognize the parents? Um, they, they don't, they don't look familiar. Okay, so they're not famous or no well known for any reason. Okay, that's what I was asking. No, well, doesn't seem to be much here. All right. Except that it is most likely that Pierce Murray is still alive. I mean, I'm assuming that those photos also don't look like any of the bodies we saw at the barn. With the role you got, yes. You know all of that, yes. (coughs) You don't see a a familial resemblance between them and any of the people you have seen living dead or undead. After that disturbing caveat, at least we know uh, that this guy may still be at large. What do we know about him? What he did? Do we know anything about that at all? That's about it. I think the only information you had was his address and his name. I just asked the landlord, do you have any idea what profession he was? He, He had a very past, so I just don't know what he was doing currently. Give me one second. Uh, he was a he was a, um, a research scientist and also a professor. Oh, what kind of research? Uh, biology, I believe. And do we know which university? Uh, that I'm not sure. Okay. That I don't know. That's okay. We can find that out. That shouldn't be too hard. Certainly not the answer I was expecting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, if they're incubating disease, it would be a, a biologist would definitely be somebody that you'd want. Uh, I'm also fascinated by the number of people Scientists. of science that were drawn into this nefarious plan. It's not a bunch of hooligans and toughs. I mean, or these are not people like who would normally be desperate. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you think about the lore of religion, off 
Oftentimes, it's those who are um, have the most need, or those who have been wounded severely and need some ma- some means by which to uh, solve that wound. Or, much like me, you could just simply be born into it. But I doubt that this is something that that this is something like that. This doesn't seem like a. Let's take the children to cult class. But then again, in, or, in, order, to, in, order, to, in order to discover and Sorry. understand these things, <coughs> one must have a certain level of, level of education. Most of these things come in languages that are not popularly spoken or are actually absolutely dead. Uh, and a lot of these things would require a certain amount, a certain degree of uh, development of contacts within the academic world to find ac- access to these books and these rituals. So, or at least a certain amount of wealth. Well, with wealth usually comes education. They, mm. they come generally hand in hand. But not necessarily academia. Indeed. But I think that this is perhaps a trap of curiosity. Once mm. you have led down a certain length of this path, there is no return. And uh, I, I, I can probably attest to mo- that most of you uh, align themselves the same, but... I'm a man of endless uh, curiosity. Or would we, or would we find ourselves in this position at all? Well, I would hope that we would have more uh, compassion and caution. I think what they're doing here lacks a base sense of empathy and is actually quite sociopathic. So, I I would like to consider myself the uh, white pawn com- uh, in opposition to their black one. Not that I'm aligning positive and negative to uh, any color. But uh, I don't know where to go from here. I am confused, and I don't know. I'm scared. (laughs) I mean, if we don't believe that Pierce Murray is the body that we found, then reasonable deduction would say that it was... Graham Stone. I... I find it difficult to believe that nobody has come to question this building manager previous to our coming here, since we have given a full statement with names. And I mean, it's been one address. day. Maybe yeah, he was just fair. low on that priority list, especially with the fire. That could very well be, yes. And, and let's, let's face it, the, the, the strangeness of this case makes it very critical to us and to very few to, other people. <laughs> to, yeah, to a law enforcement agent, they're probably like, oh, well, those Correct wacky professors out there having their investigations. And granted, you know, we found some terrible things, and the, they take note of that, but it's still a mystery. It doesn't seem... I, I don't feel like they would feel like it has a sense of urgency. It's a mystery with a hu- very high body count, and that's my only real... Well, I mean, with the emergence of the body at the beehives, the honey farm. Yeah, the farmer. Then perhaps they'll find some further sense of urgency. However, we can't speculate on what the police are doing. We need to figure out what what steps we should take. And as Pierce Murray was our last connection in Manhattan... And I, I find it, I, I feel like it would be an unacceptable degree of risk to attempt to invest, investigate the homes of Terrence Sharp and Drake Lambert based on 
what they attempted to frame us for. But our next step is just to move on. But then again, the thing that saved us from their attempt at to, to slander us was the fact that we maintained a proactive stance <coughs> and were there to intercede. At, at the same time, though, if we leave the country, they're not any plan that they may set up wouldn't be successful in and this us. and this um, attempt at the be like at the barn wasn't it wasn't premeditated. This wasn't something they thought out. Days or even weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, each of those journals was composed in, as far as I can tell, possibly at max an hour. Yes, I, I do believe that that was a, a panicked move on their on their part. It seemed uh, ill conceived, but to basically waste their lives on that plan as well. Well, it was possibly, I mean, and very likely our lives as well. Though I hate to bring up any memories of that place. Uh, at the point we're at now, they may not even know whether or not they were successful. All I'm saying is that suddenly fleeing the, fleeing the country is also somewhat suspect, depending. And I, I do assume that we wish to return here. But that's hence my point about the university. If we can arrange through the university to subsidize our travels. Well, at the very least, legitimize our travels. Then we have a legitimate reason for fleeing New York as soon as humanly possible. Well, uh, I have found that uh, following this group's counsel so far has led me in maddeningly maddening, maddening, mad. Maddeningly, maddeningly strange. <laughs> that baseball player. Circumstance. Yeah, Madden. <laughs> uh, circumstances. Uh, you have not led me astray so far. So, if uh, whatever you guys, whatever you fellows dictate, is the best course of action, I'm willing to follow that. And Doris, you uh, do you agree? I mean, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah. At this point, I think heading out of town is probably a very wise idea, and if we can find a bit more of the origin of these strange happenings. I think that will do us more good than tracking down individuals who most likely are dead already or so far gone they're not going to give us any useful information. Hmm. Then it's settled. Then we should return to the university and make arrangements. Okay. Well, let's tidy up what we have to tidy up here and go. Mm-hmm. I think it might be better if we make our arrangements remotely hmm. rather than make the drive all the way back to Ravenhurst. Out of character. It all kinds of dep- kind of depends on what resistance we think we're going to get from the, from the university at doing this. Maybe, if, I don't know, it's one of those things that face-to-face pleading or... <laughs> or yeah. This is all about what you're going to tell them, yeah. right? We're like kind of yeah, hinging I- on your reputation here. <laughs> uh, well, I'm oh. a guest they've invited, so I mean, you can leave whenever <laughs> you do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but I can't afford like to jaunt across the Atlantic. Neither can I. For you know, on my own dime. Yeah. Well, 
perhaps if I were to put into the university that I needed your assistance on my next book. There may be something that might grease the wheels. It was something that might get them a bit of attention. Mm-hmm. And also there, uh, there are some very good um, uh, archaeological, anthropological, and um, other groups that might be interested in that skull. And that might be a justification for hopping over to the pond with it, too. Indeed. Do we have the skull with us? Do you have it with you? Or do we leave it at the university? I think she left it with her I publisher. Or I, I just don't recall. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I, don't. I think I left I'm it I'm assuming it's at the university. Yeah, somewhere. I think that's where I left it. Oh, I think you said you, you tucked, hid it somewhere in whatever apartment you were renting or something. In. Oh, yeah, at the university. So it's at my yeah. place okay. at the university. <coughs> But hidden, not like yeah. wandering around. Yeah, not sitting on like, on a, on a like waiting on the for it to drive table. someone else <laughs> mad to suicide. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, just a string of of apartment <laughs> supers that have yeah. all jumped off the roof because <laughs> they keep going in to check because they haven't heard from you in a yeah. while. They're like everything okay in there? Oh my god! Oh my god! Ah. <laughs> yeah, I like to think I like to think that the apartment supervisor would be like would fail the intelligence rule. <laughs> so just go. You know, kind of lose some sanity and I keep, rationalize yeah. it the fuck away. I keep doing that. That's what's that worldwide's worked for me so far. So I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really just Isidore who needs to. Uh, yeah, he's, he's who needs to learn to rationalize. Yeah, he's yeah. dumb up. Yeah. So dumb down. So keep drinking. <laughs> I I think my precious brain cells. I think I can make a case that I'm going to try and track down. How the treatment for Robert Trask ended up, mm-hmm. and write a paper on it in association with the anniversary of this the the um, murderer guy name mm-hmm. insert here Robert Smith. Um, yes, it's not Robert Smith. That's it the is. lead singer of the Cure. Yeah, well, it's Strickland. He seems cured now, doesn't he? <laughs> it's Strickland. Yes, Charles Strickland. <laughs> Neither Robert nor Smith. <laughs> I mean, uh, it started with an ask, what party you want for me? <laughs> but uh, in association with that event coming up and to see if there have been any breakthroughs in treatment in London where Trask ended up and that we've already established some connection between Trask and Abigail and the artwork in her apartment mm-hmm. and all of that, it seems like there's enough connections here that I could make some kind of academic argument that I need perhaps a small sabbatical to investigate this so that I could write a better paper for publishing. And, and if you vouch for Isidore no, actually, and I'm Doris go. vouches for me, yeah. <laughs> then we can all afford to go on this trip. But I could also go to my apartment saying that I found certain connections between ancient cultures and these rituals and that I want, need to go to Europe to further research these connections to write a, uh, write a paper on that. Uh, and since I actually have some fairly titillating information towards that recourse, I might get something out of that. So and possibly see if you can convince your department to fund the acquisition of those the books. The books of yellow. Yes, yes, yes. We'll do that too. Well, let's go make some persuasion rolls, shall we? <coughs> okay. If that's what it's going to take, that, yeah, I think that that's what's what it's going to take. take. Ooh, I'm going to quit you, my job. Are you, gonna, are you writing a? Uh, you're basically writing a telegram to the head well, of the university. Here's the question. I mean, it's are we New York and Ravenhurst. Can you make a phone call? Probably. 
uh, are we going to have to return? Do you want to bring that skull with us? Well, let me just tell you, uh-huh. you're getting near the end of the semester, and it's going to be pretty problematic if, like, teaching professors aren't there to give the final marks to the students who are <laughs> about to finish their term. <laughs> <laughs> you're very close, because it's like June 1st. So school, school no. it has to be ending within the next week or Months. so. So what you're saying is... If you get a fantastic persuasion roll, they'll probably cover for you. <laughs> but otherwise, you're going to go, that sounds like a really interesting idea. You should do that during the summer, which starts in a week. Where have you been? You're going to get you're going to get questions. They know where I've been. Yes. I yes. have been communicative about that. Yes. You see what I'm saying, though? I do. These are just things that would come up because you would just know them. Uh... The first phone call I'm going to make mm-hmm. is to my teaching assistant. Okay. And I will, gets I will dictate out grades for everyone. Okay. Over the phone. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and then when I make the second phone call, I can say, all of those grades have been submitted. I did the testing early, knowing that I was going to be traveling on university business. <laughs> okay. That's my attempt. All right. In order to perhaps get uh, an advantage on, or whatever the mechanic is called in this, on my persuade roll, because that's not really great. So, so, so you're, you're, so you call your your teach, uh, teacher's assistant first. Yes. Profe- whatever it is, professor's assistant. Give out the grades. Have him fill out the forms or whatever, and then. Sure. Which really he was going to do anyway. Right. Does he right. do any yeah. of paperwork? Come on. No, of course not. No. And then, uh, then you're going to call. Then you're going to call Evans. Uh, Ev- Finney's Blankenship. Blankenship, yeah, psych- psychiatric department. Mm-hmm. So can I have that advantage? I will give you. I'll give you a bonus die for that. Yay! Yeah. I try that with fourth grade this year. It's May, and I finish grades, and I turn them in. Can we all stop coming for the next few weeks? <laughs> <laughs> will not work. What? You I just mean, have to get a TA. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, the real problem is you don't have an assistant. And, the, and a t- tenured professors can get away with a lot of bullshit. Yeah. I mean, non-tenured professors get away with a lot of bullshit. I had a really good persuade road. I had a, I had a history professor who showed up class stoned. Oh, wow. It, oh, wow. There's a double we got zero. a nine. There okay. you go. Oh yeah. Nice. Nines Under today. 40. Dr. Blankenship says... I think that's a wonderful idea. I would want, would love to know how my uh, very innovative uh, was he the one that actually he did. Yeah. It was it yeah, was yeah. him. I would love to know how my very innovative uh, and modern techniques uh, have helped their treatment over the pond. <laughs> yes, I, I would love to report back as soon as possible. Excellent. I've already sent out word about possible travel to the other side, so they will per- be prepared with as much information as possible. Excellent. Yes, yes, sounds like a grand idea. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're at it, is there any room in the discretionary fund for some travel allotment? Um, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, this university is flushed with cash. Oh, good. All right. You know that. Loaded. Yay, pre depression. <laughs> <laughs> Just so long as I don't have to call my folks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said that they can. Uh, what? What? Like, what? What do you need as far as? Well, d- mainly 
transatlantic passage is quite costly. Oh, uh, certainly, yeah, we can. We, I'm sure we can cover that. Very good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I do, do, I do send me a proposal in case I, do, I get asked. Oh, indeed. I will write one up and, and wire it before we leave. Excellent. Oh, and um, we starting in the, the fall semester. We we've replaced. Uh, I found a replacement for um, uh, Doctor Albright. He's ah. a life sciences professor who looked at your skull and jumped off. Of right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> In case you forgot, did he? Is he dead? Oh, he died. Oh, yes, okay. Yes, he. Yes. I thought. Last I heard. I, last I remember, he was like. No, he died possibly like alive. Overnight. Oh, he died overnight. Okay. I think I, I, I think I mentioned that mentioned yeah. top of the top of the last session or something. When we were when we were all like, "Is he dead? <laughs> is he alive?" Right. I remember <laughs> having that conversation. I didn't remember the answer. Right. So very good. I remember feeling a lot worse about it than Doris did. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I'm like, oh. What he does, what he does, is his own business. He must have been a very disturbed man. Well, and I'd only met him like yeah, one time. And he know. walked out on me, so I was like, uh. yeah, he actually was rude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, obviously he had problems. I thought, yeah, you guys were actually coworkers and knew him before the madness. Yeah. All We're, right. Well, uh, it seems I'm cleared for travel. And I've acquired some discretionary budget to spend on the journey. Lovely. Um, All right. Your turn. I guess I'll try to work this. Okay. So sad. (laughs) I'm so bad at this. Duplicity is not his thing. Um, Well, it's not duplicity. It's just framing framing in the correct manner. Uh, Basically... uh, I'm going to spend a day sort of working up a detailed proposal, okay, and resource material and subjects for the for this book that I that I need, and uh, I'm going to emphasize the need for a research assistant uh, because it's basically going to be me going me leveraging for the university my contacts in Poland uh, to further the study of this, uh, and I'm asking for sabbatical and discretionary funds to to do so. Okay, all right. Uh, so I guess it's a persuasion roll? Sure. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Does he also get a bonus eye? Because... I hate my life. Okay. Is, well, m- make proposal? A, yeah, yeah. You want me to make an anthropology roll before that? Yeah, go ahead. do a thing? Yeah. All right, let's see what I got. Uh, I failed the anthropology roll, which I actually have a pretty good thing at, but I don't. Um, so it's just straight up persuasion. What the heck? What am I gonna do? I got some luck, right? You have luck. Yeah, I got sixty-five points of luck. I mean, literally, everyone has so much more luck than I do. Fifty-one. God, God, God. It's kind of important, so I will. <laughs> That's a lot, though. That's What's your persuasion? Point for point. Ten percent, which is the basic. Oh God, I have, you don't, don't have, have it at persuade. all. No. I have a cult, but I don't have first aid. Well, um, let's see. Maybe Doris can like help. Yeah. All right. Can I use fast talk? Sure. Okay. I don't have any of that either. Oh, I get to check persuade. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm gonna ring up the university. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Mm-hmm. So, so whoever I would. His his boss, which would be uh, Margaret Ravenhurst. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm not just going to talk. I'm. I'm requesting some fellows to go with me on this trip. Okay. Some very specific, like, 
slowly in the conversation. Well, that would be his his department head is who okay, you perfect. want to if you want yeah. to. Yeah. Unless okay. you're just going to go straight to like the chancellor's office. I could do that. You can try that. Yeah. Okay. I am famous. You are. <laughs> oh, hello. Are you looking up his name? I mean, I can persuade in five languages, yes. but only a ten. Chancellor, important guy. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh. Well, you're probably talking. You're probably talking to the secretary first. No, that's. I I don't know his name, so I called him Chancellor Important. Right. <laughs> I I wouldn't know his name, but it's fine. Guy de Important. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you who serve the one I actually want to speak to. <laughs> yes. Robert Canton. Canton. Okay. The hero of Canton. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right. Chancellor <clears throat> like that, he wear any hat he wants. Uh, hello, this is Miss Daniels for uh, Mr. Canton. Oh yes, uh, one moment, please. Thank you. This is Canton. Hey, Canton. This is uh, Miss Daniels. Yes. Um, I have a bit of a request. I have been asked to uh, head a book for my publisher. Um, it's supposed to be even bigger than the last one was. Um, but there's a bit on a time schedule, and I need some experts. And due to your uh, gracious hospitality with having me be a guest at your university this last um, semester, I thought I'd give your, you the first uh, shot at having your people be the experts on the book. Oh. Like, uh, I, I need a, an archaeologist, someone who knows a lot about old things. Huh? Anthropologist. Anthropologist. Anthropologist, Yeah. Okay. Sorry. An anthropologist, Mm -hmm. um, specifically, and uh, hopefully a librarian as well to help me go through. We're gonna be heading over to Europe, across the pond, for a few weeks, and uh, should be a riotous, great time, uh, and fantastic, fantastic sales are are projected. Uh, Well, go ahead and make your. Twenty-four. Oh, I totally make it. Boom. Okay. <clears throat> that sounds like a, that sounds like a grand idea. Um, should I should I check with um, uh, Margaret and see if um, if she's interested in it first? Give her the you know right of first refusal and all. Um, I was actually hoping for Camilla. She and I have worked together. Well, Mar- Margaret's ahead of the. Oh, oh, oh. she's my boss. Oh, oh, your boss. His boss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you are head of the bureau- bureaucratic channels. Uh, I would hate to take someone quite that important from your university, though. Uh, well, yeah, she usually does do a. Uh, I believe she likes to go to Iraq during uh, the summer every year. Oh, and that would. Definitely Why she would go during the summer, I do not know, but. From what I've heard, it is incredibly hot. Yes, well, I don't understand anyone who limits their travels to any type of time of the year, specifically. <laughs> beyond my understanding. Um, but I have worked um, with Isidore a bit. Uh, he seems to be a grand fellow and very knowledgeable, although it would be a bit quiet. And he might be a... And also European. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do know he speaks many uh, many languages. That would be quite helpful. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah, and indeed. He does seem a bit twitchy, though. Do you think that's... <laughs> well, he is a bit uh, reserved, but honestly, for something like this, that might be preferable. We don't want someone hogging the spotlight, as it were. They're ah. there to assist, not to uh, 
you know, you you understand. Of course, of course, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, you need a research assistant as well, I assume. Yes, that would be ideal. Very well. Um, um, and Camilla has helped me in the library at Ravenhurst University a few times. I'm much better with maps than I am with libraries, you see. And uh, <laughs> she is just doggone a phenomenal at finding things. It's very helpful. I, I think she'd just be fantastic. And she does have family connections already, so it might save the university a bit of money. Ah, very well. Certainly. That, that sounds, sounds delightful. And uh, I look forward to reading the new, the new book. Yes, I, I look forward to as well. <laughs> <laughs> I need not do a lot of her own writing. I was going to say, who is your ghostwriter? I want to meet this person. Oh, I think we established. We may have established that. <laughs> I think we what did. was her name? No, that was uh, Gertrude Bell's my rival. Wow, that's old. <laughs> Oh, that'd be amazing if she... If she and she was like, also your ghostwriter? Ghost she was oh a ghostwriter and just rewrote the book better for herself. <laughs> right. Oh man. oh, man. That would be hilarious. Oh. I would love that so much. So click. Okay. So click that thing. Um, the so you guys are wherever you are. This is probably a few hours later now. We're mm-hmm. probably in the in like mid to late afternoon, mm-hmm. and um, the concierge comes and says uh, there was a phone call from a uh, agent Hoover wishing to speak with uh, uh, someone of your troop. Oh, very well. We told him we would. Uh, we didn't know where you were. We told him we would the present the message. Very very well. <laughs> Um. Anyone particularly feel like returning this phone call? No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> However, I feel like um, Edward, you, you and Agent Hoover. I can try. Uh, you struck it off quite well, didn't you? Fairly. I. Everything seemed amiable at the time. In which case? I shall attempt it. Okay. Hello, FBI. <laughs> this, is, this is 100% the like... Yeah. <laughs> you know that school called mom. And now you gotta get home and talk about it, but you don't know what they told her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Before this happens... Another phone call comes in from your reporter friend from the Times. Okay. It says uh, um, that uh, Honey Farm deal. Mm, the one you told him about with the strange carvings on the body? Yeah. Yeah, my, my buddy said that, that that body is now over here at the city morgue. Oh. Uh, you, you've been involved in some weird stuff. I got a contact if you want to see it. This is something. Like, see see the body. We need to go to our real morgue and not just the newspaper morgue. This is something. Going too many morgues. I, I, I suppose if you think... I mean, uh, all right, at your suggestion, it seems that you think it's important. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. All right. Um, um, I, my buddy overheard something. Mm-hmm. Um, you got mentioned by name. Oh. At this site. At 
some other names I didn't recognize. He didn't recognize. Honey Farm? Yeah. Do you have any context for how it was mentioned? Well, there was a... There was someone there from the feds. Someone there from the feds? Yeah. Saying something about you were intending to go there. Oh. Interesting. I just thought I'd give you a heads up. Yes. That's helpful and very strange. I think someone like me would be interested in a honey farm. All right. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, if you can set us, uh, set up um, me and. I I actually have some people uh, from the university or who are helping me. Also, like looking at dead bodies. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying to be like, like sound like she's. No, really? Yeah. Um, Who've been helping me a bit with this research. Um, It might be helpful if they. I mean, I wouldn't know the symbols from. Anything else from music notes, probably, but they might be able to recognize them or know something about them. So, all right, if I bring them along. Yeah, uh, we gotta go, we gotta wait till second shift. All right, that's fine. <sighs> all right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Click. I will relay that information to the group. Oh, great! Oh, a that's morgue. I've always wanted to. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to a morgue. I find that. Um, the advancement of our sciences is so fascinating in that direction. Well, he's been wanted to be named in murder investigation in some I way, mean, shape, or form. Who would have heard that we were planning to go out there? The FBI we'll agent that we told? You t- yeah, yeah, we, 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 we did told tell him. And he My said, bad. please That's don't do idea. that. <laughs> well, then then we just tell him. Then, boy, are we glad we didn't go. We exactly. Took good advice. We took his advice and we went instead to the sugarcane club, indeed, where witnesses can place us there all evening. Indeed. Then the staff at the plaza saw that I came in disheveled, mm-hmm. right? The next day, yes, disheveled and smelling of booze because disheveled itself is yeah. not a yeah, it's not yes, a yes. situation. However, <laughs> covered in mud and gore. <laughs> <laughs> When um, I returned. The man looked like he just killed seven men. Mm. Covered in, in a rainstorm. Ash. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. So, All right. we have nothing to fear. At least not from the police. Well, unless I mean, they found something else. It, that, it, I mean, <laughs> if it is along the same level of complexity as four hastily written journal entries, then I have. We can come up with greatest yeah. confidence that we shall be fine. All right, I'll make the phone the call. United Front. Okay. Well, do we want to go? I should call before we go on this body adventure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'll call. And okay. we have to wait until graveyard to. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um. I was wondering if uh, you guys could come down. Uh, I have some questions. Some questions. Mm-hmm. About, we we gave you all the information we had about this. Well, we've been doing some follow-ups, and we discovered some new information. And I, I just I would like to be able to speak with you in person, so that we can go over this information and see if you can provide any insight for us. Oh well, very good. Um, I, I shall endeavor to to be there this afternoon. Thank you very much. What? Oh. Okay, we just had a conversation, so <laughs> it's fine. No, no, I, I, it's okay. I, th- yeah. I thought you had something to add, like, oh, tell them uh, we're not killers. 
Tell them to come to us <laughs> at the plaza. Because I made a little scale Oh, yeah, I yeah, suppose, yeah. Unless you'd like to, to join us for dinner, I've got reservations at the Waldorf. Unfortunately, I can't. I've got to stay. This is going to be a late night. Oh. Well, you have to eat, don't you, Agent? Well, I'll grab a sandwich. Oh, that seems quite miserable. So, what, kind, what time can I expect you? Uh, I don't know what time it is now, so... Uh, say it's four o'clock in the afternoon. And he says maybe it's five. Okay, I can I can be there in an hour. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Very good. Well, he's got questions. Did he ask for all of us to go, or just? Yes. Oh. Yes. I feel like this is a a rather bad idea. I feel like we're being harassed. <laughs> I, well, feel I feel like. like not answering questions of the FBI is a bad idea. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, we have as far as we can be certain disposed of the fabricated evidence and um, have a alibi. So I just all the the only other thing that we can do is answer any questions honestly and yet innocently and go about our business. We didn't know anything about the beekeeper until this morning. And that is the actual truth. Yeah, just one, I'm very worried that he doesn't just want to ask us questions. It seems strange that he's so insistent upon us going down to his office. I mean... Really Less insistent and more, I don't want to meet you with the Waldorf. I, the I, Waldorf, really? Look, if I've they had strong suspicions of, of any wrongdoing, they know where we're at, and they could very easily send people to collect us. The fact that he's asking for an audience means that we're still on somewhat good terms, and they want to ask us some questions. We just need to avoid volunteering any unnecessary information and give them whatever they need. Or he's afraid of us running, and so he's asked. Why would he give us a heads up then? Because we could have just. We could have walked into the lobby of the hotel and had 40 federal agents standing there with Tommy guns. Or even just four. Yeah. It's I mean, not like we're any. It's um, not. <laughs> yeah, we're not Bonnie and Clyde. No, but we're also not all great liars, let's be honest. And those of us who aren't will keep our mouths shut. <coughs> Well. Namely myself. And myself. I just believe that it would be that raising any further suspicion <laughs> <laughs> Meaning all of us, all of us. We all, all we have to do is we don't have to lie, we just have to omit the grisly details that will get us all committed to our own institution. This is what I'm worried about. Yes. Like I said, about the short. But refusing will force it. He's going to get what he wants, whether he forces our hand or we volunteer it, one way or another. He we is a federal agent, and if he wants to question someone, a bench warrant is very easy to get at this point. Especially just for questioning. If he'd even bother. If he'd even bother. True. But certainly us smuggling ourselves onto a transatlantic liner this afternoon and escaping... Oh, is oh. the wrong choice. Indeed. Oh, yes. Not, not to mention, we need to wait for the funds for the university to come through anyway. So, um, the aura of legitimacy. 
Right. Well, I was I wasn't thinking that we should run necessarily, but it might be a good idea if oh, so and so was unavailable. Here are two of the four of us to answer any questions. Ah. Uh. Because uh, it might be a bit safer, and then if it does end up that some of us are put in the clink, that leaves two out to still handle things. I feel like it's going to be suspicious. We've been, we all came together in the first place. And also keep in mind that we came to them with this information. Mm. I mean, there, if, if we were actually out to go do something like murder or whatever, it doesn't make any logical sense why we would in, in initially involve the FBI in, in, in our... Uh, transgressions. So well, I think we're in a okay position. Although I understand your trepidation, I'm a very bad liar. I'll just keep my eye, my mouth shut. Not a problem. Don't keep your eyes shut. So that'll be very very concerning to him. Suspicious, <laughs> yeah, there, my dear. There have been certain times in the past few days in which I wish very much that I would have kept my eyes shut. Uh, you and me both. All right. Let's get this unpleasantness out of the Let's way. Let's take and care of that. Move along. So who's going? Everybody, we're, we're all going. going. Okay, all right, all right. Which is the assumption that those of us without um, <coughs> any type of social skills, like me, like without persuade mm-hmm. or who has the lowest luck? My luck is sixty-five. Me. me. Oh. What's your luck? Twenty-four. Thirteen. Oh, never mind. My bad. Sixty-five. Wait, goddamn! I always forget where this is. It's on this sheet. It's under oh, the big column. Okay. Um, before we go, I'm going to call my publisher. What's your luck? 45. Okay. We're, I'm going to call my publisher. Mm-hmm. Be like, if I don't... Yeah. It's, just, it's miserable. Yeah. <laughs> it's miserable. Uh, I'm going to call my publisher and leave them instructions that if I don't call them back within an hour, they are to call my lawyer. Okay. And send my lawyer down to talk to Mr. Hoover. Okay. All right. Um, so they, they call you in first. They, they, basically have, they basically have a bunch of chairs in a waiting room. And he, he comes out and he calls you in. Oh, good. He takes you into a room, and there's a desk or a table, and you sit on one side, and he sits on the other side. He says, "I have a few questions about." Uh, and you notice there's a there's, what do they call what do they call that little? It's a side table, the little sort of narrow tables, like a mm-hmm. buffet. Yeah, there's like, like a one console of, table. There's like one of those against the wall, um, and there's a broken lantern on it. Ah, and um, he says, uh, "Now, when you had last been here." Uh, someone, one of one of your um, uh, one of your uh, companions mentioned the possibility that you were going to uh, that you might go to the um, Carruthers Honey Farm. Oh yes, after that this? whole bee incident with my car. Right. Yes. Indeed. Uh, did you? No, no. You you convinced us that that was a terrible idea, and we should wait for your men to right okay. follow through on that. Okay. Um. Uh, have you have you had you ever heard of the Carruthers Honey Farm prior to this? N- not until their bees ended up in my car. You don't know anyone who's worked there in the past or had any business dealings with them or anything of the sort like that. No, I don't believe so. Okay. All right. Uh, would you be willing to uh, submit uh, to fingerprinting? Oh, certainly. Okay. Thank you. And it shows you out. They take you to a place to. Oh, it's got to be all the oh. <laughs> the ink. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. and this isn't like the cool ink they use today, which oh, just like know, wipes just away off. and yeah, goes magic. away forever. Yeah. Who's the next lowest luck? I do. Okay. So you go in, and exactly the same scene. 
I'm going to ask you to make a power roll, which is sort of your. What is that? It's your sort of oh, it's your a stat. will. It's, a it's also your magical ability, but it's also sort of your strength of will to see. You recognize this lantern. You're like, oh shit! That's I the that lan- at the broadside of a barn. <laughs> that's the lantern that I was able to hit the broadside of a barn with. Lit. <laughs> I make it. It's a thirty-two hundred eighty. Okay. All right. So you oh, keep cool. Dang. He basically asks you the exact same questions. Do you remember the, our conversation about Carruthers' honey farm? I do, because that was the box that was in Professor's car. Right. And you guys. Um, uh, now, your companion said that uh, there was some debate whether or not you were going to go there. I mean, it was the debate that we had in front of you. You said that we shouldn't go, oh. and that we should wait for your men to go, and therefore we waited for your men to go, and to see what had happened. Now, he left me with the impression that this debate continued after you left. I mean, kind of, but in the end, we didn't go, and so, instead so, we went to the Sugar King Club. So who, who was it that, w- that was still wanted to go, and who was it that decided to heed my advice? Do you recall? Not at all. Uh, where were you on that uh, debate? I mean, I put my trust in law enforcement, and in fact, it was I that suggested we go to the Sugar King Club instead. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, would you be willing to submit to uh, um, fingerprinting? Absolutely not. I've had um, <laughs> unfortunate incidences in the past with your um, associates. I mean, obviously not you, but uh, you have to understand that in a woman in my position, that not everyone is as uh, conscientious as you are yourself. And merely the impression that I might have my information on file often serves as enough of a um, incentive for people to assume unsavory motives. Oh, I, I, I can understand that. We're, we're just trying to uh, we're just trying to uh, eliminate people that um, <clears throat> had even even a tenuous connection with uh, Carruthers because and, there was and a you can uh, like very easily do that by asking people at the uh, at the sugar cane club as I said that is where we headed straight after your office okay and if you ask um, the people there they will they will attest to our whereabouts okay all right and he asks for the names you give them <laughs> Sophia Edwards Whoever the bouncer was, the bartender, you know. Okay. All the people I know who will stick to the party line. Got it. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. And takes you, and then basically goes to the exact same thing with you two. And I don't know if anyone else would have had the same reaction to the lantern being there. As she as would. My lantern that she took? Mm. Oh, it was. Okay. Well, then you go ahead and make a, a power roll as well. All right. Let's do that better. <clears throat> Zero nine out of my eighty. Oh, okay. Well, you're yes cool to the nine club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so you basically all go through the exact same thing. Now, do you submit to uh, yeah uh, fingerprinting? Nope. Nope. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so he basically gets you guys' fingerprints, and uh, and then asks you all to uh, um, if he may have some follow up questions the next the next morning, uh, if you'd uh, be willing to 
come back, or he can come to you. Well, uh, I caution you, very shortly, uh, on university business, we're traveling abroad. Oh, when is that? Uh, I have not made the final travel arrangements yet, but fairly soon. Uh, There's an anniversary event coming up at the university, and they've asked uh, us to go to London and see about following up with some psychiatric interviews. If you could uh, let me know when when your departure date is. Absolutely. So that if we do have follow-up questions, we can schedule it at a time when we can actually get that done. You can always reach me through my publisher as well. They will have my contact information across the Atlantic as well. Very well. Thank you very much. And then he lets you all leave. Nice. Let's go look at a body. <laughs> we should have dinner first. Or dinner after. Dinner, no, no. dinner after, for sure. Yeah, uh, I feel sure. like the, um, after our little situation in the, uh, with the body across the river, that I do not want fresh food in my stomach. I understand. Well, I'm also wondering if it's wise that we all go after all. I could go and take photographs, but it seems a bit strange that right after being questioned about this very in this very scene, that we all go and observe the body from it. Pentorets, please. I, I mean, if you want, but perhaps it would be best if you and I stay outside the building, perhaps in a watt somewhere across the street where we can keep an eye on the car since it's been assaulted before. But I, I'm willing to do that solo if you are intent on, on examining the body. I mean, I just... I mean, I'll admit, I've been curious. But, I suppose. I just think the fewer of us they identify, the better. And if I went in there, I can take pictures for both of you to observe later and see if you identify the marks, and the doctor might be able to go in with me, and since he is, in fact, a doctor... Mm. And give us a bit more information. You wouldn't know it the way I roll most of the time. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking <laughs> the I same thing. Doctor. I was like, yes, who misidentified dead bodies <laughs> and, and you know, yellow fever and didn't even have a hangover cure. It was in the bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going to... Are you all going to go there, and then some of you are going to stay outside? Yeah. Okay. That's the deal. Okay. Is there somewhere like like we're a restaurant or something or a store? We're going to take separate vehicles, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a good idea. And you should find somewhere not right outside to, yeah. to hang out, yeah. There's like a watering hole across the street. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. that, that, you know, uh, Actually, I like the idea of parking house. the car somewhere nearby and just sort of like... Yeah. A tea house? Tea house also sounds good. I like tea. Well, there are no watering holes, really. Yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> literal water mm. Yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting that this is Prohibition time. Mm-hmm. You want tap or sparkling? <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, it, like, how often we use that in games. I'd never really thought about it before this game. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we'll go hang out at the bar and, like, keep an eye on it. Just, I don't know, it's just very interesting. Because if, I mean... What other kind of places do people hang out at? Look, going to a lot of bars and drinking in our role-playing games is on brand. Yes, yeah, it is, yes. <laughs> so I mean, it's like Maybe it isn't as significant <laughs> to other people as it's to us, but to us, pretty significant. You can hang out at a library. You can hang out... Yeah. I mean, there's a couple other places, but but bars are so so ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. almost always going to be... Especially across the street from a 
hospital or a municipal building or something. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be one. Yeah. Yeah, or, you know, like, let's say that <coughs> across the street there is an ice cream parlor that Isadora and I there you go. camp out at. That's okay. great. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm partial to strawberry. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Go and. I heard there's a well, flavor the, they have. Mint the chip. reporter's outside. He's okay. Chip. Ooh. I, br- I brought my camera. Okay. Living on the edge. Uh, I already forgot his name. Uh, Something Lewis here? Smith. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like, uh That was the his friend reporter. This is no. This is this is the guy. The person you purchased. Oh, got right it. Now. Okay. All right. Who has another name? Hey, guy. Luke Allen. Luke. That's what it was. Yes. I thought Luke was the guy at the paper. That was your friend. Luke he is. is the guy. Yeah. That's who called her. Yeah. Yep. And then the guy who went out and went on the story uh, is Lewis Smith. My mistake. Um, Luke. Oh yeah. Uh, this Doctor Friedman. He knows a lot of stuff. Um, Lewis is in the lobby. All right. Waiting for us. Okay. Um, is that right? I've asked you guys a couple questions because he's done doing some follow up. Uh, depends on what the questions are, but okay. sure. All right. They lead you inside. Yeah. And uh, you know the place is abandoned practically because mm-hmm. it's at this point point probably eight o'clock at night or nine o'clock at mm-hmm. night. So um, um, he goes and he. The, the, uh, uh, L- uh-huh. no, L- Lewis stands up, sees mm. you, and he kind of sort of nods to the the guard because there's a guard, you know, at, mm. a, at a desk, and uh, he comes up and introduces himself. Hi, what's, mm. his, what's his name again? Lewis Smith. Smith. Hi, my name is Lewis Smith. Nice yeah. to meet you. Uh, nice to meet you, Mister Smith. Hell, hell of a scene there. I don't know if you uh, heard about this uh, bee farm. Just uh, in generalities, yeah, someone burned the place to the ground. Fiends. But before they did that, they car- it looks like they carved up the, the owner of the place. Oh, man. Like in the 60s, maybe? Oh. I've never seen anything like it. Honestly, does, does honey burn? How exactly does a bee farm work? No, they burned the barn down. Oh. Smoked out some of the bees. Oh. Interesting. But it's a hell of a thing. They found him in the well. Someone had tied, a, tied the... Rope around his waist, mm-hmm. dropped him right down in there. Before he died? No, half looks like after. Oh. Was he in the water of the well? No, so he was suspended on the rope. Yeah, oh, that's okay. what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Yeah, hell Did of a thing. Find any stones in a V? Seems like a strange way to hide a body. Yeah. Well, um, uh, you got you got. You didn't have to get too too close to it to smell it. Oh, I put it that way. That quickly. Mm-hmm. hmm Mm-hmm. Oh, he's why cut I up. The doctor. Well, uh, now it, will your friend over there let us in to inspect the remains? My friend over there, he doesn't see nothing. Oh, very good. It's a very good friend to have. It's the best friends. <laughs> uh, but I, I believe that the uh, an investigation on the, on the remains would be the best course of action to see what we can uncover. Uh, all right, sure. He leads you back there. He says, Sir, um, you know, your names were mentioned by the uh, feds. That's what Luke was saying. Yeah. You know anything about this? I can keep things confidential. I mean, we would appreciate all of it being confidential, yes, and anonymous, but uh, we're not really exactly sure how 
I found this skull, you see, and there might be some cults around it or something. I didn't know that when I found it, but that's how I got in touch with, uh, with Luke. He was doing a story on that. And, uh, they, they, I've been, they've been threats and strange things from quite a lot of these people. Hmm. Do you think this was a, this was the same cult? I have no idea. It, cutting up a body sounds like a very we'll, cult-like we'll know thing. more when we see the, the poor right. farmer. They takes you in and the, the guard, like, is slowly falling behind mm-hmm. you and unlocks the door. They take you mm-hmm. into the room and they take you up to one of those... Mm-hmm. Except it's probably not a freezer because this is the 1920s. Mm-hmm. It's icebox, probably. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's refrigeration by now, right? Is there? I don't know. Is there? I think there is. I don't know. I'll look into it later. Okay, all right. Well, it, it's a box. It's in, and it is cold. And it's cold. Yeah. So it, it, pull, it, pull the thing out. <clears throat> it's got a um, blanket over it. Dramatic reveal. <laughs> and it, on it, it's carved okay, that, like this. The yellow symbol with basically like like four puncture wounds and three incisions. Ugh. And it is, and there's on the on, on his chest, maybe like six or eight of them. Oh, mm. and they're very uniform. Each one is almost meticulously cut. So when you compare one to the other, look almost identical. Are they positioned over like anat- uh, anatomically important areas? Like they they seem to be. There's, over a, there's heart, like one over, over the heart. Stomach, over yes, <clears throat> ah, okay. they seem to be placed strategically. They're not sure. deep. They don't seem to be deep. There's not a lot of blood. There's a little bit. Hmm. In 1913, refrigerators for home use were invented. Oh, okay. But artificial refrigeration began as early as uh, the wait. That's like ice. The vapor compression refrigeration was invented in 1834. Oh wow! I didn't realize it was that early. Okay. So, um, but and and where these incisions are, they're swollen. Like infection. That's kind of what it looks like. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, I'll go get a glove mm-hmm. and do a little. Oh, just prodding and okay, yeah. There's there's like it feels like there's a lump. All right, I don't want to have any idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take some pictures. Okay, but <clears throat> I have an idea what it is, and I don't want to open it. But I feel like we should. We should protect ourselves from from the dead body. Uh, I suspect there may be something inside. Oh. All right. Uh, did do, do the reporters know anything about if there's a scheduled autopsy or uh, in, for the morning? Okay. Yeah. Do we leave it, or do we want me to? I mean, what what do you think might be in there? I I'm fearful to think, but given the uh, given the nature of the fact that this was from a bee farm. Oh, insects of some type? Bugs? Do you think there are bugs in there? Dear Lord. It'd be very rapid. I mean, the, this man just died yesterday. And does, does he still smell? He still have... Yeah. This is very early for this kind of... Especially since he's been in refrigeration. This is, like, advanced decomposition stuff. 
something's going on here. That would explain why he wasn't buried if they want what's ever in him to hatch. Oof. I, she's going to look at the reporter. I, I'll, I'll talk to the reporters, too. Okay. Look, I, I... There's something unusual here with these wounds, and beneath them there appears to be some sort of nodule that is unusual. Morning edition comes out at 7. That's an hour before the autopsy. That's quite a scoop. I mean, it could could be dangerous. Like a disease or something? Indeed. Yes. The dead are often vectors for a disease. Should we be wearing masks or something? Uh, Is there anywhere you could be on the other side of a window in this room? I'm, I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. You might be better served standing over there, okay. and I shall garb myself appropriately and, and see what's inside. Okay. They walk over and... I'll do that, too. Okay. So, uh, be prepared to take pictures if I die horribly. <laughs> <laughs> Ready. Good point. Uh, I will put on as many protective things as I can <coughs> find about... Okay. So I, I assume there's probably some surgical wear. Yeah, and of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all that stuff. Did we all. bring your car? Yeah, leather aprons and gloves and all that stuff. Yeah, masks. I think I, think I probably would have left my my bug stuff. Suit. Yeah, my beekeeper <coughs> stuff in the car. Um, there's uh, there's a lot of protect- okay. protective equipment okay. here. Okay. So uh, all right, I will grab a scalpel and make an incision. Okay. Where? Uh, over where I felt the the lump, the lump. Okay, yeah. so you you kind of start cutting a little bit, and it starts kind of moving slightly. Yes, seems like insects. And then on one of the cuts, like this one here, it parts. Huh. And I need you to make a sanity check. Great. Finally, fail something like that. I mean, seriously, I'm sick of being the only one losing sanity. The only one being going in slowly insane. Stay tense. Thirty-seven under forty. Okay, so you made it. Okay. Um, Wait, your sanity is 40? Yes. I have a tenuous grasp of reality. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> when you treat the insane all the time, this there, is long before therapy became standard. It's almost like this incision is like two eyelids, and it opens, and there's an eye. And it's moving. What in shit is that? Hmm. And it's looking at you. Stabby. And it's like has a white and an iris and Yes. Stop oh. it. Stab it. Nope. <laughs> Stab it till it's dead. <laughs> Alright. Uh but nothing came out where I made an incision. No, it's like you stabbed next to it and all of a sudden it was like, oh I woke it up. Right. Great. Um I'm just going to put the sheet back. <laughs> okay. I'm going to push it back inside the drawer, and I'm going to close the door. Okay. I'm going to say, that's it's a terrible infection. Don't anybody need to do anything else with that. <laughs> All right. It's like, I don't know. One of, I think one of the mics is going bad. There's like a buzz. Yeah. We'll figure it out what show it is later. Um... 
All right. That was a bit anticlimactic. Uh, yes. Uh, it, it is. I'm sorry. Uh, apparently, the uh, the infection was possibly accelerated by the humidity inside the well. Mm. I'm attempting to mislead the reporters. Okay. Yeah. While maintaining direct eye contact with you. <laughs> uh, very well. Well, uh, at least we know. That's thank you for. And uh, I'll see if my my friends at the university know anything else about these symbols. Um, it does seem similar to the symbols that we've seen from this cult in the past. So I don't know. Do you know anything about them? Any names or anything? Any leads you can give me? I know that, uh, I mean, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I, I know that uh, Agent, and we're on, and anonymous, right? We agreed on that. I mean, I wouldn't want it to hurt my book career or nothing. Off the record. All right. Um, Agent Hoover's been looking into it, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, we went with him to the complaint, with the complaint about uh, the group being threatening and dangerous and all. What'd they, what'd they do? Agent Hoover? Well, no, 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 the, the oh. group. They just seemed to be uh, traveling around, and then it, it was just... That's not threatening. Well... Is it they, threatening? What do they do? I mean, I'm going to do, like, the fastest. <laughs> oh, I did not make it. Shit. Um, she's going to kind of, like, stutter and look... Uh, I mean, I am a woman. It doesn't take a lot for me to be afraid of things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I was swallowing spit when you said that. (laughs) (laughs) I had to make an argument that was terrible and failed. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Best argument ever. Well, uh, I don't think there's any harm in them knowing that perhaps these people were connected to that yellow fever outbreak. Several weeks ago. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. At least that is our suspicion, and that's what we were hoping. We we're hoping Agent Hoover would <coughs> investigate more of. So you think the first guy that died uh, got on their bad side too? In some way, I'm not sure. Hmm. How's it tie into the honey farm? They seem to be preoccupied with insects, which is why we thought that might be what well, was the primary way why yellow fever is transmitted. Yes, they were actually. It seemed like they were trying to spread it through the use and breeding of mosquitoes. Hmm. But you don't know the names of any of these people. Uh, we gave all our information to Mr. Hoover. Yeah, but I'm 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 not Mr. Hoover. He ain't gonna <laughs> give me shit. Right. Excuse my language. Yeah. Um, I actually don't have any of them written down. I don't know if she would actually remember any of them, honestly. <laughs> I think I might want to give one up. She look at you. you the main do. one. Yeah, like I, maybe especially because of the fact that it's connected to a prominent family. Yeah. Mm. So I would say maybe you should look into the Amherst family here in town. Really? Hmm? Not that I said that. Mind you, you know. Okay. The the daughter Abigail specifically. <coughs> <coughs> All right, I will. I will definitely do that. Thank you, thank you. 
So uh, what was in the what was in there? Uh, it seemed to be just a, a vitreous nodule. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it, vitreous it, nodule is the best. Uh, like I said, the uh, the infection progressed far faster than I would have expected, but perhaps not unheard of. I'm not an expert in human remains in humid environments. <coughs> no, I understand. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate mm-hmm. this. Fascinating, really. In uh, what context were, were our names brought up? Uh, there was an agent there from the feds oh. who... Uh, had mentioned uh, to someone else there, one of the local cops, that uh, there was um, some people talking about coming over here about something. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, thank you so much. If we find out more and think it might be pertinent, we'll get in touch and perhaps you could do the same for us? Certainly. Yeah, very well. <coughs> We're going to... Go. Okay, so you go to the ice cream shop across mm-hmm. the street, mm-hmm. the ice cream parlor. Mm-hmm. Four flavors. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. I will try some of your iced cream. <laughs> All right. Well, it seems uh, like a little private place somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a booth. Yeah. Well, it definitely is connected. It had that symbol all over him. And it seems there's some sort of weird nodule infection or something the doctor found. Doctor? Doctor Edward? I can't explain what was there. I don't know if these people managed to implant some kind of an animal beneath the surface of the skin. I don't know. Uh, But one of the incisions that they left appeared to have generated its own eye with which to look about. Uh, sorry. Your reaction is much as mine was. Uh, I, I can't explain it in same in the same way I can't explain our friends in the rain the other night. Oh, oh, oh! <coughs> no need to think on it any further. We knew that terrible things are terrible. And that the symbol comes to no good. Well, that is uh, definitely disturbing. Uh, I fear for the poor medical examiner in the morning. Well, um, so it had the same, outside of the yellow sign, did it have the same pattern as the others? Was it cut across the throat like the others? No, it was engraved upon the trunk. Multiple times. There yes. Mul- I how forget how many you said. Nine? Like the six. Six. So six. that was the cause of death? Bleeding by carving of the flesh? For uh, lack of a better term? Possibly. So it was. So there were six symbols, like six of the yellow signs carved into him, but not nine of the little, like, not the, in- the inverted V thing. No. no, but the, the and they weren't in the shape of a V. On no, the, they were <coughs> positioned over organs and vital spots. <coughs> but the small parts of the symbol on the inside looked to be puncture wounds. Yes. So 
something. That may well have been. Yes, or killed him. And he was very strategically placed, but hung in the well, but not in the water. Suspension over a pit or water seems to be also a pattern here. Yes. They may well have been attempting to spread more of their malady into the groundwater there at the bee farm. It's very disturbing. I'm telling you, man, if they manage to put, pull latent prints off of an incinerated lamp, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> um, or the rest of the barn. Yeah. Well, I mean, none of us gave us their fingerprints, right? That I did. Re- I did. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. Excellent. I thought it would be suspect not to. Indeed. I couldn't come up with a valid reason that didn't seem too sketchy to avoid it. Because it's not... It is our God-given right as Americans to not incriminate ourselves or give us give information. I... They can come for my fingerprints over my cold, dead corpse. I would uh, remind you that uh, I'm not from here. I mean, technically, don't they have your fingerprints already, Isidore? Yes, they do. They they took them when I came into the country. Oh, that makes sense. (coughs) It isn't until 1924 that there's a consolidated, that the FBI takes over, like, a database Mm -hmm. or file. And I have absolutely no reason to fear the police. I'm sure. I have oftentimes found that um, any hint of evidence to the contrary will uh, presume guilt rather than innocence. So uh, I don't feel any need to give them further ways to incriminate me. Law enforcement where I come from is a tad more draconian and uh, Mm. I've been raised in a situation where resistance is uh, looked down upon and, and 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 severely punished. So that was my knee-jerk reaction. My apologies, perhaps, no, was not the best choice. Uh, you're right. Your prints are on file already, so it does no harm. Uh, I just have been in a tight spot or two around the globe and would prefer not be connected to some of those things, perhaps. Yeah, he's uh, Isidore after that is kind of like really concerned and kind of worried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, I think we he should. can't do jail again, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should continue with our tra- travel arrangements. Indeed. And yeah. uh, perhaps make them as quickly as possible. I agree. <sighs> okay. Uh, it's probably too late to make arrangements now, but you're probably in the morning. Mm. Yeah, like first thing. <coughs> okay. Um. Uh, it might be a good idea for us to be somewhat incredibly public this evening, whether we dine at the hotel or... I, I think that would serve us well. Agreed. Agreed. There's a, uh, there's a just a wonderful host at the Waldorf. Like I brought up before, uh, his name's Oscar. We should we should go see him. He's ab- fabulous. Uh, excellent. Okay. The Wal- Wal- Waldorf Astoria. Yes. That's a hotel, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It also, it also has, has a dining room. Right. Actually, isn't the Four Seasons in the world? Maybe now. I don't okay. Know. 
Okay, you go. Well, yeah, it's it, this era is the the guy, the maitre d of the Waldorf was also a chef. Oh, really? And he owned a farm just outside New York City, and would invite chefs from the city to come out to his farm, and he would make experimental things. Okay. And he invented all kinds of dishes that, that well, we know are famous, right? Yeah. Like the Waldorf salad, like. Oh. Uh, uh, um, uh, Toast. <laughs> Toast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, he, there's a whole bunch of things, and I'm not remembering them right now. So let's see. Oh, okay. Was removed to make room for the Empire State Building. Oh, oh. In 1931. So. Oh, really? But the Four Seasons was there. Yes, I believe so. Oh, well, there we go. <coughs> and the Empire State Building was not. That's interesting yeah. to think about that. Oscar Shirky? T S C H I R K Y. And he was the maitre d' and the chef. That is why. No, he was the chef. Oh, oh. He was a chef that oh. worked as the maitre d' there. Got it, okay. And he had all his chef connections come and be mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, all right, so that's what we will do. We okay. will go and hang out with this very cool maitre d'. And have probably the best dinner you've ever had. Right, yeah. Uh, he he invented the Waldorf salad, Thousand Island, Thousand Island dressing, eggs Benedict. Oh, eggs Benedict! Holy crap! Why didn't like they say him? Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a, a huge influence on American <clears throat> cuisine. I would assume that eggs Benedict. Wife happy one hundred and one yeah. includes that. <laughs> I would have assumed <laughs> eggs Benedict were invented by someone named Benedict. Uh, no. Wow. Hmm. I always just kind of assumed they were French. As yeah. many things are. I mean, holiday sauce, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Just screams friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. hollandaise sauce is so hard to make. Yeah, it's really not that bad. I can't. I keep it always c- always curdles when I make it. Immersion blender. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I have one of those. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> so you head there. He ha- he has a table also for you. Vitamix is great for that too. Mm. Hmm? Yeah. Vitamix is also great for that too. Mm. And uh, seat you at a table. Near the window, and you eat Have an incredible dinner, and it's your maybe your last supper. Who knows? <laughs> 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 the way things are going, yeah, <clears throat> sure. I mean, you were the only one of us who has not been like massively dinged in sanity, and yet I'm also still the lowest sanity. You are also still the least. I think you and I are tied. You're 40? I, I'm at 40. Oh, yeah, okay. Wait, how are the two of you at the least same? We started off yeah, way really, lower than really you. really low. Okay, either way. Because I forget the formula for figuring out sanity. It's your, it starts as your power. Yeah, my power is only 45. Yeah, same. Oh. I'm oh. not super powerful. But I can jump and climb real well. You can, and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but we shall go and eat amazing food. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what is what is death if you have not even lived? Exactly. All right. <clears throat> so you finish your meal, <clears throat> and uh, where where are you gonna gonna go for the evening? Do, do they have like a ballroom or something here at the hotel? Sure. I think maybe we, that would be the best choice because I feel like going somewhere like I don't want to give Agent Hoover any any pretense to arrest us for any reason like oh you've been drinking like in this time period they could definitely like find a reason to arrest us for that so if we're at like an up and up hotel ballroom for the evening okay what do you you guys think 
that sounds good. We could also, I mean, it's New York. We can go to a Broadway show, mm. which is highly visible, entertaining, and will probably take up most of the evening. Want to put on the Ritz? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like going anywhere I can be seen. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? Only tacos version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's mix where we're Okay. I'm an expert myself on that. Move along. <laughs> so you go so you go see a go see a show? Yeah, we go see okay. a show. Alright. Right now we're just sort of killing time. There's not much we can do. We're just waiting to do stuff. To get the hell out of Dodge, really. So that night are you ever gonna go to sleep or are you gonna guys gonna stay awake and keep moving around? <laughs> No, no, we're all going to go to bed after, yeah, like, yeah. going okay, out we'll and being go to the hotel, yeah. <coughs> Back to the crown. Was it the crown? The plaza. The plaza. plaza. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, and I will pay uh, one of the valets to watch the car all night. Okay. All right. Like, whatever reasonable amount of money would be required to do that. Three dollars? Sure. We're going to yeah. see the musical Poppy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is at the Apollo Theater in New York City and premiered on. Oh, what month are we? Uh, May. June, just started June. June 1, I think. Uh, May 31st. Oh, it's May. Well, we're going to wrap a little May? bit. It opens at the end of the day in 30 May days. 31st. 30 days past September, April, January, June, and February, November. February, March, April, May. Yeah. The Knuckles have 31 Thir- oh, days. Oh, 30 yeah. days. I'm sorry, I get it wrong. Okay. I better change that. Well, Poppy technically opened in September, but we're going to round. It's fine. <laughs> okay. It's just a preview show. Yeah, it's a preview show, yeah. yeah. Soft opening. Yeah. <laughs> six months early. <laughs> we there'll booked be, this theater for there'll the There'll be a total rewrite before it, it's actually, mm-hmm. it actually premieres. Okay. So you go back to the hotel room. And you, are you, You're all staying at the same hotel? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Are you sharing rooms or are you in separate rooms? We never talked about it. I thought I, just, I wouldn't have a problem with like the boys sharing a room, the girls sharing a room, just yeah, to save money. That's, you know, that's kind fun. of been our mo. Okay, yeah. all right. That and none of us are alone, which is good. Um, d- during the night, <clears throat> you start having a dream. Um, looking at Jim, and you're like dry. You're yeah, I'm looking at Jim, and uh, it, it's it's one of those sort of day debris dreams when you know previous events. Okay, yeah, and you're driving along. And it's like dusk, and you're in the car with with everyone here. And as you're driving along, <clears throat> you see a huge swarm of locusts, and uh, they they sort of start blocking the road, and they're like splattering against the windshield, and it's getting thicker and thicker. And then, and he complains about the um, the fact that uh, the doctor complains about the fact that he can't see anymore, so he needs to pull over. So he pulls over, and he's trying to. He had, they had windshield wipers, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Okay. they're so just he's, not great. At he's boats. trying to get the the schmear off the windshield and he's having difficulty. And he kind of cleans up a little bit and then you can see that oh, this swarm of locusts sort of st- kind of starts spiraling around itself, almost like a tornado kind of, but from the ground up rather than from the sky down. And it co- sort of like starts raising itself up and you end up getting out of the car and you watch it and it sort of starts to take on a shape and it kind of looks I drew it as best I could, a little bit like that. Like a hooded figure, like a t- like about 150 feet tall, this enormously huge hood- hooded figure, and it's sort of like it's spinning around and swirling, and then all of a sudden it just sort of stops, and then it has that this that sort of 
image of this hooded figure, and then they all kind of dissipate, and then you kind of wake up screaming. Yeah. And you have exactly the same dream. Talking to Pooja. Talking to Pooja. I think that's a good place to end it, because it's 7.30. Okay. Okay, oh. great. Yeah, Screaming in Terror. Wait, great way to end an episode of I mean, Cthulhu. Yeah, loving it. Um, the, now, I'm thinking that probably now would not be a bad time to do a uh, the character advancement. Sure. Okay. Do you want to do that now, or do you want to do that uh, yeah, let's before do it next now. Let's do it okay. now, because I think we'll forget. Have you looked it up? Are you ready oh, to do ready it now? It? It, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Okay. I know, so I know it has something to do with the check marks. On the check marks, everyone is going to... I just have to look up how much you get back. But everyone is going to make a percentage roll, and you have to roll over, I believe? Yes. Because the more you know, the harder it is to improve. Right. Yeah. So you have to fail your rolls for everything with a check mark. Yeah. Okay. And then what? And then you get, yeah, that skill will increase I have to by look, some amount. That I have to look. It might be okay. one point. It might, you, you might, it might roll. I don't remember. D3 or something like that. I'm sure. Okay. It was one point in the old room quest. Okay. Apparently, the guy who designed RuneQuest was at Con this year. He wanted to run a staff game, but had oh. to leave because his wife ended up being sick. Oh, no. Oh. But he says, I'm like, come back next time. We'll have you as a special mm-hmm. guest. We'll put you up. I mean, make a thing about it. Not mm-hmm. just show up randomly and say, you want to play a game? <laughs> hey, you want to play a hey? game? <laughs> hey, you want to play a game? Play a game with me. No. <laughs> you like a RuneQuest? <laughs> uh-huh. hey. I used to call it RuleQuest. A little bit, little bit of Watto in there. <laughs> Mm. All right. Want to roll your chance cubes? <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just looking it up real quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, while you do that, I'm going to start and to roll. Yeah, you get a check mark for every time you succeeded, right? If you succeeded on mm-hmm. a on a yeah. skill check, and you have to have two check marks to roll to increase it. No, 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 no just oh, one. Okay. One check. That's all it needs. Oh so yeah, that's more language yeah. for me. Because nope. apparently, I'm just real bad at that. So I roll over it. Okay. Oh. This eraser is so angry. Sweet. And one for use because Lord knows I need that. Cool. Awesome. Nope. Persuade's not getting any higher, folks. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, library use. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my Going god. Up. This eraser. The worst. Biology is not getting better. Oh, my natural world. My occult went up. As did mine. My cool. persuade, not so much. Spoot hidden. Yeah, Come that's on, where I got to that. Nope. Well, I'm excited. Come on, get sneaky. Nope, my stealth not does so not much. go up. <laughs> All right, low key I'm actually kind of satisfied. With I can't believe my library use went up from 75, three. and my oh, wow. language went up from <clears> 70, <throat> but my. Stealth and persuade to go up from 55. I mean, I can believe it because percentages and that's how yeah. they are, but at the same time, I'm sad. Yeah, my stealth did not increase from 25. So yeah. you roll a d10 and you add that to everything that you. Oh! Yeah, it's oh. a d10. So you roll one d10 and then apply that universally or e d10? No, each. One. each okay. Let me read it just to make sure. Mm-hmm. Investigators who successfully use a skill mark the tick, investigator sheet. That is next uh, to their skill role, the skill improvement in the investigator development phase of the game. Skill Skills improve in 1d10 point increments. Cthulhu mythos and credit rating cannot be ticked. 
right. All right, folks. I can drive at a 47 now. Oh, yeah. Big money. Yep, I oh, can. my God. That's 10 and whole points of a cult. And we erase our check marks, right? Yes, and erase, yeah, yeah Does it, everything resets. Is there an advantage to having two check marks in something or one? No. No. No, once you, once you have one, you have one. It, yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah, it's a binary thing. Anyone has gets a skill that's that is ninety or higher, let me know. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna Not bad. My cult went up to sixty five. So I can't believe I just got ten points of a cult. You said it was 1d10, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, cool. My spot hidden's up to 40. Woohoo! I'm at 44 I can my see spot things. Hidden. Holy crap, 44. Shit. What? I raced something by accident before, okay. and now I don't <laughs> remember what it is now. It was my library use, so it was really small. <laughs> Let me see if I can read it. Yeah, it was right here. It's in the library. I read part numbers on old, old truck parts all the time. So. The shady thing. Yeah, shady thing with a pencil. Yeah. I, I think I've written a couple. <laughs> oh no. I know it's more than twenty because I wrote down a, a number. Well, yeah, twenty is the default. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I can I can't read it. Let okay. me see. It was not very high, so maybe it was thirty because I think I threw. Oh wait, like, it was your library use. Yeah. That was totally like. It was twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Thank. You. Nice. Well, I mean, the second number was a four. Yeah. Just in time to go to England, I got better at firearms. <sighs> now there is a. Uh, no, my my big significant bump was that since I managed to punch that zombie, my fighting brawl is now at thirty percent. Nice. <laughs> it is on. Now everyone roll uh, a d uh, percentage, uh, and you you need to roll over your luck. Over, over done and done. Luck. I got a ninety-six. I got this. <laughs> I know, right? Like, oh yeah, I did it. Okay, everyone. Everyone's used it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that you add a D ten. A D ten to luck. Yeah. <clears throat> Do we get sanity back? Can our sanity increase? Too? No, this <laughs> isn't. This isn't that, that long oh of a God, break. I I'm got nine points of luck. Ooh, I got so ten. Wait, I'm sorry. I was still finishing the last part. I, I just, what do we do with the percentile? Roll and see if you can roll, get roll over your luck. Roll over your luck, and if you do, um, you've yeah. used some, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I did. Okay, then roll a d10, and that's what you get back. All right. I'm up to twenty-three luck now. Oh, oh yeah. I got thirty-three now. I'm super lucky. I mean, it's the, it's higher than my original starting out luck was, so I'm just going to take it as a win. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. This is a actually, game about little victories. Yeah. I actually really like that way of character advancing. Yeah. 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 Me it's too. Interesting. It's the most novel part of this entire game system. Yeah, that's super neat. I would also really like to get some sand back. Oh, you... If you guys don't get arrested <clears throat> by the time you, you go on the boat across the Atlantic, there's plenty of downtime to. I'm to telling do you, that. Sue, if they found a footprint, if they found a fingerprint on that thing, I want to see that goddamn roll. 
I know, right? <laughs> I demand like to see it. I threw a lantern at a barn, but and it you caught it? on fire. Yeah, but it's been on fire. And well, it's oh, sure, rain. it's hard, and, and it's been rained on. And and the thing is, fingerprint technology is still very, very. Oh yeah, no, it is. It's, like it's, this isn't a thing. It's just yeah. like on principle, I refuse to give my <laughs> fingerprints to anyone. But like, it, it's not like a like. Oh my god, they have the lantern. I'm not going to no, give was, my fingerprints. It's like you may be well, somebody, but like I don't give a yet. fuck. I was <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I was extremely torn right. about the fingerprint thing, but I really had to go. No, this guy would submit to that. He's not the type to. Yeah. He's afraid of the authorities. Yeah, right. yeah. Don't forget our speech. Remember? I got it right here. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to give the the pigs any further mm-hmm. okay. ways to incriminate me later. <laughs> All right, thank you very much for joining us for uh, Murmurs at the Abyss, Call of Cthulhu Seventh Edition. What was this? Our fifth, fifth game? Yeah, fifth, fifth, fifth game. Number five. So join us in two weeks on at <laughs> four p.m. on uh, Sunday. And we will uh, play our sixth session. And you can go to happyjacks.org slash shows to find all of the stuff that we do this show and all of the other ones. Thank you very much. And next week, you can join Kimmy and Stu and myself for the triumphant return of Travelers. Yes. That's right. Exodus. Yeah. We skipped a session because we were at the con. And then we skipped another session. And then suddenly it's been six weeks since we played. (laughs) It hasn't been quite that long. It's been a while. It's been a little while. <clears throat> I don't remember what happened. Minute. I'm going to have to we'll figure have it out. To look at That's that. you know what we can watch it. If you go to happyjacked.org slash exodus, you can find all the old episodes. The best GM tool I ever found was a bunch of friends that wanted to stream games on the internet. No, <laughs> 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 I have to say, like it has been really like. The more breaks we take, the more helpful it is to just go back and listen to our own. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listen to the podcast usually at one and a half speed mm-hmm. to kind of blaze through it. Yeah. Not that we want you to blaze through the podcast. No. But I mean, for if it's slow going, yeah, do that. Yeah. Do that yeah, speed up deal. Blaze through the podcast. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> you do you. You do you, man. Whatever makes you happy. All right. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Shadows lengthen in Carcosa. Strange is the night where black stars rise. Strange through the circle through the skies. But stranger still is lost Carcosa. Seating program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.